back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenants. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin, and on tonight's show, I'm joined by... John. Hello, John. We are in your house, and it's great to be down at this end of uh, the city. You mean out in the boonies? Out in the boonies. Southeast of Melbourne. With all the space. It's great. Yes. And the temperatures just started to drop in Melbourne, where it's been like 38 today, so... Yeah, it got up to, I think, 39 and a half down here. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Not happy, Jan. No, no, goodness, no. I don't even have proper aircon in our place, so and I took the day off work for some reason um, to recover from just going, getting back from HeroCon, and I just basically spent the whole day just sweating, going, I wish I was at work. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, anyway, sorry, uh, guys, about the slight you know, gap in between uh, episodes again. Just had a few scheduling errors that we had to fix, and then I was away this weekend at HeroCon and just got back last night. So we figured let's let's just get straight into it while my brain's somewhat still remembering what happened. Um, anyone on the Infinity Australia Facebook page may have seen quite a lot of bottles of whiskey and rum and whatnot uh, being consumed at that event, and... Um, yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm not wasn't why I wasn't at work today. But from what you were saying to me not five minutes ago, just before we started recording, Kev, as a Scotsman, you don't really drink whiskey. I well, okay. So the the reason why I do drink whiskey, but um, if I drink if I drink beer, the worst thing that generally happens to me is I get a little bit of a headache and I need to pee a lot. If I drink any spirits. The worst thing that happened to me is I die, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I just spend a lot of the time just like throwing up against a wall. So I didn't want to do that on the weekend, knowing that I had two more rounds to go. Uh, and you were been... carrying the hopes of Victoria on exactly. Your yes, I was the sole sole member of, of Victoria that came up for it, uh, went up for it. So um, yeah, I needed to. I stuck to the uh, I stuck to the uh, the beers as much as I could, um, even though the the uh, the whiskey and rum was well and truly flowing. Um, and and you probably should um, let them know quite which beers you uh, you stuck to. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll go. We'll get we'll get into this. But yes, I uh, I uh, well, I was in Queensland, so I thought, oh, you know, I'll do as the Romans do, and I bought some four X and was ridiculed immediately by the Queenslanders for you know what you drinking that shite for. Um, but I drank it anyway, and I and I enjoyed it. I think um, I'm not sure you could call. Drinking it, enjoying it. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like, I do a lot of work um, uh, in like remote sites, like remote mine sites, and and a lot of their rules there stipulate that you have to drink mid strength. And most yes. of those mine sites are in Queensland, so what you have, what you are allowed to drink, only thing you're allowed to drink is forex gold. So I have developed somewhat of a taste for it, um, which. And maybe it's just going with my age. And it's just, just like, some sort of Stockholm syndrome at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, it's refreshing when it's really hot outside. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I certainly uh, don't, uh, not proud of myself, but uh, I, I also can't deny that it didn't taste that bad. Uh, anyway, well, we'll get into, we'll, we'll, we will get into a recap. So this is going to be a bit of a recap episode, uh, catching up on recent games. And we've had a couple of uh, fairly large two-day tournaments in the country this last month so um john and i are going to get together and we're going to chat about it but first up um how have you been john are you are you, are you good very busy with work i just yeah. recently started um i could don't know if you could call it a new job given that i'm now working for myself um but it's technically a new job so where i i am a pharmacist for those who don't know um where as previously i've been working for a company in one pharmacy. Now I'm working for myself doing what's called locum work, which is basically just going around where people 
need me. So I, you know, they call me or they, I get texted like two days before saying, can you be here this day, this time? So, yep, sure. So right. it's kind of, so, it's kind you're, of, you're not like rocking up to people's houses with like pills. No. You're, you're going to pharmacies where it's like people are like, the pharmacist is sick and you need to fill in for that. Yeah, or they're on holiday or, yeah, or, right. or they just need a bit of extra cover because it's super busy, that kind of thing. Ah. So, and is it just within the area that you're located, like sort of that area? Or pretty much everywhere. Melbourne-wide? Um, I went down to Druin last week, for example, which for those who don't know Melbourne is probably a good sort of... Um, 80, 90 k's southeast of even where I am, which is a good 40 k's southeast of the city centre. So it's kind of a, into the Gippsland region. Um, so yeah, it can oh, be yeah. pretty much everywhere. Yeah, right. And you were tell, also telling me before as well, like, um, obviously we're getting into Christmas now and it's uh, going to get quite busy for, for yourself. Yes, unfortunately pharmacy gets very busy towards Christmas and especially towards the new year. So mm. while everybody else is enjoying their post-Christmas uh, um, dying and chilling out and having fun, in the garden and on the beach and stuff, I will be slaving away at a hot dispensary. Um, well, you'll have to tell me which dispensary you're at and I'll uh, come hit you up uh, yeah. for some... Um, for some real drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to... Oh, you mean, we, that's not actually what's going to happen. We don't want you to lose your license. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess before we get into the meat of the show, there, is, there has been some updates, I guess, on ARMY um, with the yes. Defiance profiles. Yes, um, they look very, very interesting. Last week. So we think we discussed along the last episode the Defiance profiles themselves, but that was in the without the context of how they interacted with the armies that they were going to be available in. So now we know which uh, faction and sectorial they're going to be available in and um, how they can uh, how they can link and, and what, what kind of sort of wildcard rules they have. So I've, I've given it a bit of a look, but John, do you have any sort of thoughts on any of those particular profiles and any interesting... Okay, yes, well, um, there's Trisha, of course, in ALF um, and OSS. She's going to be the uh, the one that I think is going to get the most airtime, given that she's going to be uh, counting as a Deva for fire team composition, which is going to mean she's going to be able to link with the uh, the good old trusty Dakini link and be able to keep up with them with that 6-2 move. Yeah, like I think a lot of people were, were not too hot on her when they first released her, but people were like, well, we'll wait, we'll wait to see how she interacts with links and whatnot. And yeah, I think... Um, being able to rock around a Whip 14 engineer with your Dakinis that can keep up with them as well, 6-2. Um, fair enough, she's got she's only got Dogged, but um, you're not going to be putting her in a firefight necessarily. Shock Immune too, which helps. Shock Immune, yeah. And she carries D-charges, she's a specialist, she's got an E-Mauler, which is really nice. Um, a Nano you know, Pulsar as nano, well, which, well is, yeah. which is common it, for most things yeah, in the LF. But, but you, like, got, yeah. you like the template weapons, basically. She, she, so. she, yeah, yeah. Um, like a CSU is what you can normally link in there and that kind of makes up for some of the um, lacks in a, in a Dakini core in that they have like a, like they can go prone, they've got rifle light shotgun, but this girl here has got D-charges, um, EM mines, right, which is really nice. She's just like, when, you, when your Dakinis are finished moving, she can just be like, mm, drop drop one of these down and it uh, kind of protects your, your, your back. And of course, she can just move prone and revive these Dakinis. But as you were saying off air, um, Taking her in a link, therefore, means you may not need to take uh, Silvatect or the the proxy engineer. That's right. Yeah, which kind of frees you up to take a different proxy, maybe. Yeah. Maybe the Doctor, but also you might want the uh, might want the Mark Four. Yeah. You know, yeah, to cost you two SWC, but at twenty points. Yeah, exactly. You know, for yeah. an HRL, it's. Uh, I think that's. I think that's nice. I think it's nice that they that they kind of add that profile in there, and it kind of gives players an option. Uh, they you know they don't 
like a few OSS of players I've taken, like I've seen, I've played against, sorry. Uh, a lot of them will take that proxy engineer to keep the Takinis going. You need an engineer if you're playing OSS. Yeah. You've got to have an engineer And somewhere. while you could sort of argue the proxy engineer is still the better option, given it's a higher whip and it's cheaper, but um, being able to take Tresha means you're moving it with the link if you're trying to do aggressive stuff, because I've been rolled by Dakini links before, like aggressively, but HMG is nasty. So, and then being able to, like you say, then spend, you know, 20 points and two SWC on a Navy rocket launcher, um, like two wound heavy rocket launcher is pretty awesome. So, Absolutely. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, the ones that I have sort of looked at most, mostly because of the factions I play, is the Raham Ruhani. Uh, I don't know if I say that. Ra- Raman Ruhani is the new doctor. Hack Islam dude. Hack Islam doctor dude. Um, who is, yeah, I mean, he's really solid in that he's, you're paying two points more for plus one whip. Uh, submachine gun flash pulse and bioimmunity um you get medjector as two as well which is which is which is nice in certain situations um in vanilla he i don't you know in vanilla it's giving you an option to take him rather than a gulam if you've got a spare couple of points but in something like rama uh, where he becomes like just a better gulam that's right like in every way for two extra points why I see would him, you not take him every I see time him being used you know fairly fair you know he's very 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 useful getting people up on 18s i mean it's just oh yeah he's he's fantastic and like and also like you know we've discussed this before as well i think but bts6 with bioimmunity means that if he does get hit by a shock round like an smg he's like fuck you i'm armor nine nine. cover (laughs) yeah like come up come at me um so like that's that's cool um there's uh what was the other there was a few other profiles i was looking at that looked quite good obviously um corregidor are going to benefit from jazz Yes, um, I mean they've got they've got hackers galore in general. Though, they've they? got hackers galore in general, but like I guess well, Corregidor don't have the best of hackers. No, true. Um, when you compare it to like Vanilla or, or Tunguska, um, but because she can be part of any fire team, obviously without, um, I'm assuming Billy. that's without Billy, right? Yes, yeah, it would have to be. Billy. Yeah, yeah, of be. course, yeah. So and that's like an 18 point hacker with um access to submachine gun hacking device picture cybermines like that's really nice um and what was the other one that was talking about that's got quite a good looking oh the new uh you jing guy um, oh yes that, now that we Kangal know or yeah or... now that we know or actually either of them really but yeah the one who's um with the hmg who's a lieutenant level two um I don't know. I don't really play Eugene, but like Me either. I, I find that quite an like quite a nice profile. Like something again, it's like adding something different to the army. Um, might make players think, oh, I might consider taking that rather than taking like the Dao Yang every time. Um, I imagine the Dao Yang is still much better, but yep, he's a solid profile. Um, but like I think the other thing I was thinking of as well is like people, a lot of people like look at these profiles and like evaluate them on a purely competitive basis, which I guess is how a lot of us do play, but. Bear in mind, these profiles are for like a dungeon crawler game. That's right. They're, I don't think they're really designed for Infinity and designed to be necessarily super competitive in ITS. Yeah. No. I mean, I think I think they certainly um, open up some options and you know more profiles that are, that make people that make players think. I think is always good. But uh, you know, I don't think there's you know people. Some people are like kind of a little bit upset that they're not that great, and you know it seems a little bit redundant. But I think overall. Um, they just add a bit more 
flavor to an army and a little bit yeah. more depth as well because we know a little bit more about their character given if you've read the defiance content yes you'd be like oh yeah okay you know the, you know, these guys have got some pretty cool back uh background like caden like first strike caden um he like he looked he looked really good for caledonia i don't know if you do really ever use him and he's in tack um, as well i mean really would you use him as a wolver in in caledonia i well uh do you ever does anybody ever take a wolver core in well caledonia? i think yeah i mean i don't know like i i want to take if i ever run caledonia i'd want to run wolvers um and it's certainly looking at him i want to run wolvers <laughs> but i don't know if it's gonna be enough to like shift people to start running them um I guess we'd have to talk, speak to somebody who plays Caledonia more extensively than we do. Um, anything else we want to chat, chat about? Chat, 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 chat about? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, you've got Catherine Cho, but she's going to be in O12. That's fine. She's not going to link with anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah actually, uh, funny story. I came up against that for the first time on the weekend. Oh, uh, really? Someone well, was I'll, really... Get, I'll, I'll get into it on the, uh, the little bit of recap we'll do on HeroCon. But yeah, because um, she got whole whole projector level one, um, my ah, opponent disguised it as an as an Omega. Oh, interesting! The one with ODD, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, like he was <laughs> like covering, like he was like sitting at the back somewhere, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, that looks a really solid like secondary attack piece." So, you know, the uh, HMG version. Uh, actually, I think it was. It wasn't. It was like the multi rifle. Yeah, so I think everything like. else, every other profile for the Omega has the multi rifle. Yeah, like it looked like a like it was like a still a really threatening piece. Yeah. And um, I mean the multi rifle versions all have the riot stopper, so that's you know, right. a massive template. Yeah, so I was really like I was looking at that because he had like an he did also have an Omega HMG, so I was like, ooh, like that's like a lot of, like that's a really good double sort of piece. Um I didn't really know how much they costed, so I didn't really look at the price, but it ended up being Catherine Cho. Yeah. Yeah, she was like he was like, oh but actually I think it's screw it screw him up or something like that, because we we're playing countermeasures and because it was Catherine Cho with the chain of command, I think it was like uh, that chain course. of command could have done another um, uh, classified, classified, but because it was disguised as a as a as a delta or not delta, sorry, an omega, it wasn't um, noticed by even him. <laughs> so I was Very like, nice. oh, okay, uh, but that was that was uh, it was good to see. All right, so well, I guess we'll get into the main. Yes, yes, I think before we kind of get into our. Perth roundup. You were going to give us a quick brief uh, HeroCon. Oh yeah, yeah, roundup. yeah. Of course I was. Yes, um, yeah. So I just got back from Brisbane on the weekend. Uh, HeroCon is run by one of the guys up there, uh, Josh Tyth, uh, JT. Uh, you might recognise him from White Noise. He does the RSDA content um, occasionally, and uh, he's a super cool dude. Um, ran a really, really awesome event. Um, it was like a charity event for. The, it's like a Australian Defence Force, so it was like one of those like um, amazing calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like soldier on a lot. So it was like it was actually a really cheap uh, event. Um, um, basically, a lot of the sort of the money raised for that was you know went basically straight into the charity. Uh, I think the Defence Force like helped you know subsidise the cost of the running the event. It's a multi system event. So there was like Infinity. Batman, Forty K, Heresy. Awesome. Uh, you know a few other things going on as well. So you know it's about a hundred. More than over a hundred people there over the weekend, um, and um, it was yeah, it was super 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 cool. I um, decided to go up to it because I think I was supposed to go to another event up there earlier on in the year, couldn't make it, and I was like, right, I'm gonna go to the next one that's up there. And um, I think Gavin or somebody said you should try HeroCon, like you should, you know, you should, you should yeah. go to that. And I said, yeah, stuff it, I will. Um, and um, the guys up there, uh, one of the guys, Isaac. Um, he arranged accommodation on site so we're literally like 
a stone's throw away from the event. No, so we just stumble there, stumble back. Um, we are sharing a, a cabin with like ten other guys, but each of our rooms had ensuite. So it was, you know, it was really great. Um, they brought, they brought, they brought alcohol and snacks and breakfasts. It's like um, university holds a residence all over again. It kind of felt like that actually a little bit, um, but it was uh, it was great. Yeah, I got in late on the Friday night. The guys had already been drinking for most of the, most of the evening, so I got there and sort of kept <laughs> had them to up. catch up. Had to catch up. Had, uh, kept them up for a few more hours. A, a lot of them had already gone to gone to bed, but there was a, f- a few of us uh, up there till about one a.m. having a few drinks, you know, chatting about the the day, and then uh, yeah, and then we we got into it on the on the Saturday. Um, got got a coffee nearby and looked at the tables and actually one thing yeah I'll mention that all the tables were fantastic. Uh, the they we had all, uh, brought by locals too. Yes, yeah, so they're all brought by uh, local players. So um, like Vizzy, uh, Isaac, all those guys that brought their own tables. J- JT had tables. So it was a forty-player event. So we had twenty tables, uh, all fully painted, fully you know, fantastic. Like everything was really 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 good like i didn't play on a single table that i thought oh there's not enough terrain here or the terrain here is a bit you know it's a bit shit like everything was was really really good so um big ups to the queensland community for managing to run an event that had like that was just like like pretty much like faultless i can't really fault in anything that happened uh, over the course of that weekend so yeah first up thanks to um, thanks to everyone for running it and thanks to Josh for inviting me and thanks to everyone else for being so welcoming and friendly and um I mean we yeah we we had we had there was a little bit of rivalry I have to say there was a there's little always, bit there's always there's been a little rivalry. bit there's a little bit you know um a few victorian stereotypes being thrown around which uh I'll not name on air but uh you know there was a little <laughs> bit of that but that's all right you know we don't we don't really like Queensland anyway we want it to be you know cut off and thrown into the ocean but they also said the same about Victoria, about Victoria. so it was good it was, it, yep. was a, yep. it was a nice uh, it was a nice thing to rib off each other uh, over the weekend but now honestly all the guys from uh, Brisbane Rocky Townsville all the way um were all super nice and super friendly um but I will turn my phone off so it doesn't make noises apologies <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is just in our podcast chat this is uh, Nick who is probably baby minding at this point as mm. we are recording um, sort of asking us what we're going to talk about tonight so uh, you'll find out when you listen Nick <laughs> <laughs> thanks Nick he's like um, he's definitely yeah he's taken to fatherhood very well I think and uh, but he's definitely like oh what's going on guys how's <laughs> the podcast going I'm like it's fine Nick we're, we're good we're, we're sitting here sipping beers and uh, you'll hear it tomorrow hopefully um, so yeah, anyway, I'll just get into a really quick uh, roundup of the weekend. Uh, so I took uh, Shazvasti to the event. Dirty, dirty Shazvasti. Dirty, dirty Shazvasti. And the five missions were uh, on day one, it was countermeasures, capture, protect, and looting and sabotage. Interesting. Day two was frontline and supplies. So... Um, I, I, you know, I, I like the, the, the breakdown, Captain Protect, Looting and Sabotage, fairly similar supplies, frontline, you know, great solid missions. Countermeasures is a little bit of a outlier in some ways, but, um, I played it, you know, we've all played it a bunch since it came out. So That's right. pretty comfortable. So I didn't have an awful lot of time to kind of prepare for it. Um, after South Paris, so I pretty much just took the same kind of lists. Um, and well, I mean, there's a couple of 
couple of missions the same, so you can. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, I did. I changed. I kept one list and I changed the other list a little bit to help me for looting and sabotage. But so my rough, my rough, my list roughly were. Um, so I had one list that was a Nox core with Sheskin Red Fury Lieutenant. A Victor Messer and a T Drone missile launcher with flash pulse. Oof. So that was like a five man link, but there was like a sixth member that sat out of the link. So depending on if I went first or second, it would be generally either Victor, if I needed him out of the link to buff the T Drone, yep. or it might even be the T Drone that I would just set out the link and uh, act as an aero piece to let the other rest of the link team move up if I needed to like push up to do something quickly. Yep. Um, then I had a Caliban chain of command. A shrouded assault hacker because countermeasures. I had a two Icadrons, standard two Icadrons. Gotta get those orders. Gotta get those. Yeah, and there's two light flamethrowers. And yeah, well, yeah, they're they're so they're so good for nine points. You can't really go wrong. So I think that was pretty much group one, and then group two were um, three Icadron. Oh, sorry, three Icadrons, three Tigers. So you're cheating. You yes, mean I had more mm. Icadrons allowed. I had three Tigers and a mentor with boarding shotgun oh, oh actually no sorry slight, slight correction the one of the icadrons was in group two the other icadron was in group one and i also had a speculo mine layer in Ooh. group in group one that nasty nasty speculo mine layer. and then um so that was 15 orders and then group and then uh, my other list i ran for the event was basically just for looting and sabotage and capture and protect i thought about running it for um supplies or frontline but i didn't in the end and what we had here was a mentor lieutenant with shock marksman rifle a nox hacking nox hacker uh uh an ikadron speculative mine layer q drone with plasma rifle because i figured for those missions where I needed to protect the short fire lanes of yep. my, the approach, a plasma rifle would be more deadly than HMG. Yeah, very much. And so. it it actually did quite quite well for me um, in the event. So, plasma, I think, is a very um, underused ammo type. Mm, yeah. Well, when you when you when you put the, when you buff it as well, so it's ignoring cover and like it's ignoring cover for the face to face and the armor roll. Yep. It's quite quite nice, especially when you're rolling two armor saves for every hit. Uh, so I also had an R drone, a siege soldier, Caliban chain of command. Uh, and one Taiga in that combat group, and also a Sphinx. So because, basically, because why not? Because why not? So it is it's basically just a bunch of little stuff. Uh, huge own, um, yeah, and the Sphinx. And then in group two, I just had three orders. Um, the reason why I did three orders, not go limited insertion, is because I find having Tigers is really useful um, to help yep. to like um, slow down opponents and uh, also take advantage of if they're just going to move, move. Or move and shoot something else, then these guys get four inch, you know, free four inch dodges, dodges yeah. pretty much, uh, which is real nice. And then group two was just an Icadron and two Tigers. Uh, so, that, uh, and because I have a mentor who has counterintelligence, if I do go first, you're only docking me one order. Yep. Um, because it looks like I've only got three orders on the table, I like to, I like to wonder that if my opponents are like, well, he's only got three orders, maybe he's got something in hidden deployment. Yes. Maybe a Noctifer, maybe a Malignos, maybe a Cadmus. But in this list, I didn't. Because I needed the Cal, I wanted the Caliban chain of command. Well, just the Caliban because he has D charges good. <laughs> and he's useful in looting and sabotage if the Sphinx goes down. Yes. So those were the two lists. Um, so uh, yeah, briefly, I'll um, as briefly as I can uh, without just uh, rushing all the way through it. Um, day one. Uh, so start off the event uh, playing countermeasures uh, against a gentleman named Carrot. 
from Brisbane. He was running O twelve. Oh, I've, um, I've, not, I've still not come up against an O twelve. Yeah, I've, I've played them once. Once I think once I think uh, one of our locals has them. Chris has. Yes, him. yes, he does. Mm. So we uh, we played on this table that was a BP laser table, and it was like the train the train table. So oh, I had like nice. um, you know it was like kind of two you know, it was like platforms, and then there was like you know bits where it dropped down where the trains were. We went back up again, and there was like you know overpasses and all that sort of stuff. So a nice table, lots of different elevations and things to consider. Um, I think I won the roll. No, he won the roll, chose sides, and I went first. Which um, is probably good for you. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I can't remember the flop that we got on the objectives. They weren't terribly easy to do. They all required me to be in pretty much his half of the, his half of the deployment zone. So I just set up my link uh, on a flank, um, and then everything else was kind of like scattered around. He set up uh, his stuff. Um, I, I didn't see any epsilon, um, but that went down as his, as his reserve. As he placed it, I was like, just remember. Victor Messer has a hacking device plus, and he was like, "Oh, <laughs> right then." So he like basically put the epsilon like in another part of the table, which was yeah. nice because it meant I didn't have to worry about doing the white noise straight up. Um, so yeah, basically ran up um, and just started murdering stuff. Actually, uh, yeah, got up there. He made uh, Hippolyta his data tracker. I made Victor okay. my data tracker. Um, so I, I sort of ran up, um, you know, killed a few flashball spots. Uh, killed a couple of i was worried at the start because i thought he might have something in hidden deployment that would you know try to snipe my link team yep uh but sorry don't look like he ended up having that he had like um he had a hippolyta an omega hmg another omega that turned out to be catherine cho like three or four varangian guard an alpha um i think he had a delta that he did drop down eventually interesting list. um and a whole bunch of like flashball spots and um i think he might have had a tr bot i can't quite remember um, oh, and a uh, gangbuster with the uh, mad traps. So, yeah, so I basically pushed up for turn one and just started trying to basically kill as much as I could. Uh, ended up in his, depl- like, just on the outside side of his deployment zone, um, surrounded, yep. surrounding a, 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 well, like a train carriage, looking in every in every direction I could. Um, I'd killed Hippolyta, uh, a couple of his um, flashball spots, uh, a couple of Varangians, um, that sort of thing. Um, and then sort of he went, he went off and tried to basically get rid of my link, um, which he did quite successfully. Um, he got the Omega basically up and shot Sheskin, killed Sheskin. That was that was that was that. Um, and uh, tried to push, do a couple of objectives, and then handed it back to me. I had already, I think, done an objective or two in my first turn, so I think I we flipped a, we flipped a few more. And apologies, I've already forgotten what we were flipping. Um, I think. Uh, what, I can't remember what we got now, but it was essentially my second turn was continuing to kill stuff. Yep. Uh, anything that, that could possibly do more objectives for him, I would kill. Uh, and I used, then used Victor to start doing more objectives because he's my data tracker. So he, you I think, we, I think he data points. scanned like an unconscious art, like an unconscious flashball spot. We had a Nox paramedic who went off and um, touched a... Uh, um, one of his HVTs. Ah, uh, yep. And then I think my speckle revealed and did like net undermine or something like that. So <laughs> because like, it just it's right there already. So yeah, yeah. And then like his his second turn was essentially just trying to catch up. Um, he he did a really cool thing where he um he wanted to try and destroy my order, so he brought in a delta down behind. 
I think I had a T-drone and an Ikadron. And he was just like, oh, I'll just kill this guy, this guy, and maybe like another Ikadron and just try and deplete my orders. But he, he failed he failed to land and scattered, but he scattered like right next to one of my HVTs. Oh, dear. But also like out of line of fire off like everything else. It was like really well, like just landed perfectly. Yeah. And him. yeah, and um, and he was like, "Oh, actually, I can do this one because uh, Delta's a veteran trip." So he like managed to do one with the Delta, oh. and it like brought it up to like three all or something like that. Like from that sort of mistake move they did. Um, but then on the last turn, he didn't have much left in his half of the board, so I still had, even though I'd lost Sheskin, I still had like Knox troops, uh, Victor, who was like holding down the Omega. Yeah, like, yeah, plenty of stuff. The Omega was like on a on a walkway. And I, Victor was like basically standing right underneath it. So as soon as the Omega would activate, I'd just, like, just, just be like, isolate, isolate. And I moved a shrouded assault hacker up as well to get within zone of control. So basically I had two hacks on it if he tried to like kill any more of my stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I think he went for a last, last ditch effort to get a classified with the Omega HMG. And uh, yeah, basically I just got isolated and that was yep. him who was stuck. Um, because I think he needed to get into my half of the board and do a whip check. So I think he's like a veteran or something like that. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, he he was uh, he was hacked. So that ended it. Um, I think it was nine nine two or something like that. Um, actually, I should probably get up OTM for this one um, and remind myself. But anyway, that doesn't really matter. It was a major. Uh, so then we had lunch and lunch was lunch was um it was like on a the what do you call it the the venue was on a sports complex sports complex so there was like um like swimming pools and all that stuff around oh, so nice. there was like lots of like food vendors um like just your basically like your coffee your coffee yeah. vans and your yeah. sort of sandwich vans and that sort of thing around so we went there and it was fucking hot like it was 38 degrees Oof. and super humid, humid. Being up in Queensland. i was like oh my god this is horrendous but i walked outside just in long enough to get something to eat and then ran back into the <laughs> aircon it was one of those um but uh just getting in practice for cancon oh jesus you know i'm almost like why am i going to cancon why am i <laughs> why am i subjecting myself to this rubbish um so where were we oh yeah so round two um was capture and protect was it yeah, it was capture and protect and i was playing this lovely guy named sam uh, from toowoomba uh, and funny thing you know, he said to me when we started he was like he was like oh you know you're probably gonna smash me because i got really lucky in game one which immediately put me on like <laughs> are you like are you, oh, are you trying are you, to mind game me you, yeah are you mind gaming me buddy like uh, he's super yeah super nice guy though i was like oh i don't know if i trust this he's just like getting in my head already so yeah, uh, roll off. I can't remember if I won or not, but basically I ended up going first, and I took the Sphinx list for this one because I've basically just the Sphinx is it's pretty good in this sort of mission. Um, I think um, enough to put pressure on the enemy, and then he can also you know run away if, with it and if, if need be and probably tank a few hits. So it was a very interesting game. He was playing OSS. And Sam had. I was expecting a Dakini link because everyone takes exactly. The um, and because I was going first, what I would do normally is I actually put the speculo down, um, not as a reserve. I put the speculo down first, and I put it because I know where the the most of the fighting is going to be, and I'm running the speculo mine layer. I'll put the mine down near the objective because yep. what that does is it also it means that he can't put things around there. Well, he can, but 
There's a mine. He's got to take the mine. Yeah. Um, and also it means he can't put any of his own mines there. So if he had, That's right, you know, I, I don't know if OSS area. has much in their way of mines, but like for other opponents, I like doing that because they can't put their mine within the trigger area of my camo marker. That's right. So it kind of gives me a little bit of breathing space. So I did that. Um, and I put like a speculo like up some up somewhere, like out of the way where it wouldn't get shot at immediately. And then I used the Sphinx as my reserve model. That's always a good plan too. Um, and I put that down as a as a marker so that I would be able to get the tactical awareness order out of it because putting it down in hidden deployment means I can't generate that order. That's right. And going first, knowing that he might he might dock me an order. Um, you know, I had like nine regular and one irregular. You've then so, got its order as well. And then I've got that yeah. order, so I'm able to kind of push a bit harder. So then. Yeah, so it was an interesting game. It, it, it ended in a, it was a win to me, but it was it was very very narrow victory. It was a four three, oh wow! Um, because okay. I put him into retreat um, on turn two, which I shouldn't have done. Um, Sphinx doing Sphinx things. Yeah, well, actually, funny he 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 did some really good stuff. Um, he you know he had his uh, proxy sniper, um, and I. I tried to engage it, but I went. I got a little bit too close to it, and also was trying to be efficient with my orders by killing by trying to kill multiple things. Yes. So I tried to like kill the proxy sniper at the same time as I think it was like a Naga mine layer, and basically end up getting like a boarding shotgun to my face and a nanopulsor because I got oh, I got yeah. within nanopulsor range, and he was like, "I'll just nanopulsor you because it might go through," and it did. Oops. So I lost one wound, and then. He, I think he bet me with the boarding shotgun shot, and that went through as well. So I lost two wounds. You know, I was like, "Oh, oops!" So like the proxy was down, but the nag was still up. And then, I, you know, then the next order, I I did kill it. Oh, that's what that's what I did. I I split my burst with the heavy flamethrower. Oh, so okay. yep. both of those guys died, but then I had also lost two wounds. So yes. it was it was a little bit risky. Like I was hoping to tank the armor saves from at least one of those. Uh, so I had a one wound Sphinx on turn one that I'd only kill like th- two or three or three things or something like that. So, so not really lot, making his points back. Not yet, no. So I was a little bit concerned. He also had Shakti that I forgot had. I was like, oh yeah, Killer Hacker, I don't care about that. But he also has an Emirat. Yes. So I was like, gonna come around the corner and like blast Shakti, his Deva with the MSV2 sniper, uh, MSV2 uh, Spitfire and his Hacker. Um, but when he was like, "Oh, he's got an email," e- e- I was like, "Oh, hang on, <laughs> let me just uh, let me just uh, move backwards a bit, and then we'll 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 fight." So um, uh, it was um, it was a bit of a tough one to tough nut, a much tougher nut to crack in turn one than I thought, because he had Shakti who's two wounds, he had a Rudris gunbot that was two wounds, yep. like both of those things went down, but they took more orders to do so. Yeah. So by the time I like killed Shakti, killed the Rudris, killed like a few other things. I sort of didn't have enough orders to really push on to much more. And so I sort of pulled back and um, that was that. And then, you know, he, he kind of came up with the Spitfire. Deva killed the Spitfire, uh, killed the Sphinx. And then, but, you know, he was kind of, he, he was in, was he? No, he wasn't in Lost Lieutenant because, was he in Lost Lieutenant? No, he wasn't. Um, and it, yeah, essentially, like, I kind of had lost the initiative by that point And it was going to be tricky for me to get the objective safely and run it back with enough orders to stop yes. him uh so i basically end up killing a few more things with the caliban not realizing that i was actually putting him into retreat because i was just like oh, if i take out the diva spitfire then that's kind of the only thing that he has left that can really gun for anything mm-hmm. that, I, that picks up the um picks up the uh the the the, the beacon 
because um, the idea was the speculator was going to do that. So she was just going to move down from her little perch, smoke up the thing uh, once the diva had gone and then run away. Um, but in, in so doing so, by killing the killing the, the diva, I put him into retreat. Um, thankfully, I'd already done my classified uh, and he he wasn't able to do his, so I ended up a 4-3 victory to me. So that was just, yeah, that was just a you know, rookie error of like not really counting the points. I mean, it's so easy to do. You get the red mist, you start killing stuff and don't realize that, oh, wait, shit. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and somewhat of my defense, I guess, is like, he was running like an OSS list that I haven't played against before. And, it, you know, I was sort of forgetting that he was he was it was actually a limited insertion list. So I was like looking at it, I go, I've only killed like like half your army. And he was like, well, that's pretty much <laughs> that's most of my points. Most, most of my points. I was like, oh, oops. So that was that. <clears throat> um, and then the final game for day one was uh, looting and sabotage. So I took the sinks list again. I was playing this guy. Um, I am terrible, terrible person. Daniel? I want to call him Daniel. I'm going to call him Daniel. But, but, Daniel Sorry, Daniel, Daniel if that's not your name. Uh, ITS screams at trees. Uh, lovely guy. Um, he'd been playing for maybe six months or something like that. Uh, he's running NCA. Really nice looking NCA army he, he ran. And we're playing on this freaking table, right? So it was the AC2 on one side of the table was on the top of like a six inch tie building. Oof. That's, and I that's was like, problematic. And I got like the to around i was like uh is that supposed to be there and he was like yeah it, it's it, it is where it is like you know we we can't really move the buildings that much you know like we can move if you move the building a little bit and it drops down then sure but because it was kind of on the middle of the building you weren't going to be able to move it, it was going to move, move a table. lot of the move a lot of the table so we just like my opponent my, the opponent and i daniel and i just was like yeah okay we'll just play it as it is like i knew i had a sphinx with climbing plus so yep. i was like this is not the end of the world but it's still going to make my life harder. Uh, he won the role and he chose that side because he says, if I don't choose this side, I'm going to lose. Yep. Um, because he had already sort of confessed to me that NCA hasn't really got many uh, tools to do this particular mission. Um, and yeah, that seemed to be, when he put his army out, I was like, yeah, that sounds a bit right. So he had like, um, he had a fuse of their link with the HMG missile launcher, <clears throat> um, Squallows. Um, Spitfire grenade yeah. shenanigans. He had a, I think he had a bulleteer, um, bulleteer, a couple of CSUs, some Fugazi. Um, what else did he have? He had a Hexa killer hacker and a few other orders yep. around. Uh, so I went first again, and because of where his link team was covering the main, the main, the main, the main place, I couldn't really feasibly get to that objective in the first turn to try and smash it. I had put, I'd done the same thing as I did in the last game, whereas I put the speculo on the roof. So what was good is where the objective was on the roof of this building, half of the building was over the 12 inch line. So I was able to put speculo on the roof uh, and place a mine like on the ground to cover anything he might want to move oh, and also, that's, that's also nice. to cover anything he might put on the lip of the building yep. that might be trying to ARO. He counter-deployed, obviously, and put like an ox bot. Oh, so he had a, uh, what do you call him? A uh, peacemaker. Okay, So he yes. put a peacemaker ox bot right in front of my speculo. So if I tried to do anything, he just flamed me. And also, I think he put a CSU prone. So I couldn't really do him with the speculo until those two things were removed. And because of the HMG and the missile launcher fuse leader link, I didn't really want to move my Sphinx well, no. in there. So <clears throat> so what I did is I just put the Sphinx on the, on the flank and ran up in... As a, as a camel marker up to the link team. Um, <clears throat> I think he... 
he only really had line of fire to the Sphinx from the Link team. He had like a flash pulse bot that I'd already killed and I the Ox bot could see me, but I'd already killed that. Yep. Re, re, re camoed, moved. He, he, I moved up. Uh, he elected to hold. I kept moving, got around the back of the building, Ooh. climbed up the back of the building, killed the two combi rifle fusiliers there, climbed up the back, climbed up the other, you know, climbed the building again and killed the fu- the missile launcher and the HMG. And then I guess much, once yeah. you take out the first two, they lose the sixth sense. That's right. Yeah, and it was like it was like a, it's a fun, it's a tough nut to crack because, um, you know, he can delay his air roll, so I can't just heavy flamethrower him because he's gonna be like, I'll dodge, um. And even like at point blank range with no cover, a Spitfire. I'm hitting on two dice on fourteens, but he's two dice on fifteen. No, he's two two dice on. He would be two dice on eighteens, but minus six for TO. So yep. he's like two, still two dice on twelves. Yep, still not terrible. Which is not like and like I lost a couple of those face to faces. So it did kind of grind my orders down. But eventually, once once I'd lost, once those two guys had gone down, it was easier to kill the rest of them. And then I basically just yeah pulled back. Went into camo and then he was in loss of lieutenant because I killed his usually lieutenant, um, and it kind of all kind of crumbled from there. Yeah. Um, the second turn, I was able then to move the sinks up, kill the CSU that was protecting, that was covering my speculo. Speculo put down um, some smoke. Uh, then the Sphinx just went to work on the, destroying yep. the AC2. And because the Specular was also in base, base contact with AC2, I was burst 2. Oh, very nice. CC18 with explosive CC weapon yes. damage 17 because you're also plus 1 damage. Yep. So that thing was down you know, was down 2 orders. And then, um, yeah, that was pretty much game. We had this fun little thing at the end where I ran my um, Sphinx up um, in camel state behind his squalos that was in a uh, suppressive fire and like try to try to shoot it and it was just like not dying so i was like i'm just gonna walk into base contact with you because we're both cc18 and we just thought it was a, gonna be like a, a big really, big robot yeah, fight we thought it was gonna be like a cool robot fight and i think on like the second dice roll i rolled like a crit and then he failed two of his armor saves oh, no. and i was like oh that was a bit of an anticlimax so that was that and that was day one so i had so i finished day one on two majors and a minor uh felt reasonably good um second or third were you i think it was third mm. at this point but don't worry kids it's all about to go downhill um <clears throat> so i got really drunk on saturday night as did everyone by the looks um, of the yeah, pictures it was good times we uh, we went to the so uh, daniel Vizzy organized uh, dinner for us at a nearby pub um so we had like um, a starter that was like garlic bread wings onion rings all that sort of you know cool stuff and then we could order like a steak or fish and chips so we had that, we had that, um, sank a few beers. Your um, Forexes. Sank a few Forexes, uh, then went to the bottle shop, picked up some more beer, went back to the lodge, and then drank until, I don't know, one, maybe. Can't quite the remember. perfect preparation for a second day of a two-day tour. Yeah, yeah, I woke up the next day, can I say to one of the guys, I'm not sure if I'm drunk or hungover. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Maybe a little of column A, a little of yeah, column B. Yeah, a little bit of both. So, um I wasn't the only one who was feeling dusty. I think a few of us were feeling dusty. I think Gav, Gav Bateman, he was also there. Um, he he was uh, on good form on the Saturday night, shall we say? He was uh, he was uh, pounding those five dollar uh, rum and cokes, um, and he was very happy looking, shall we say? Uh, I think he was sitting first at the end of day one, and he he was saying like, "Oh, I shouldn't," you know. He was kind of <laughs> we we're all like, "Oh, we shouldn't drink too much." We're like, "Nah, fuck it." Let's go for it. And um, now nah, it was a really good, really good night. And uh, yeah, we had had good, good chats back at the lodge, and uh, the the tunes were 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 playing some some good tunes on the Spotify playlist. And 
um, yeah, yeah. Eventually called it. I think I actually passed out on the couch. I think I actually one. I think Isaac was <laughs> woke like, up at three a.m. Yeah, so he was like, to to right, we're all going to bed now, okay? And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Went back to sleep again and woke up. I thought, like, oh, I should go to bed now. So, <clears throat> so that was that. So yeah, day two, uh, we had frontline and supplies, and uh, yeah, they didn't go very well for me. Um, so I was yeah sitting third overall and playing this gentleman named uh, John. Um, who from uh, I think he's from Rockhampton right I could be wrong here sorry guys if I get this wrong but uh, yep yeah, uh, really really nice guy he was playing Vanilla Elif. Uh he was also staying in the lodge with me so we were chatting the night before and he was sort of talking about you know his well not talking about his list but he was you know talking about Vanilla Elif, and I haven't had great luck against Vanilla Elif. and um, yeah we uh, we played I he he won the roll off chose sides I went first I set up my link team to basically again go up, go up a flank and just try and kill murder stuff. Because he, that's he, what you want to do. He had a sort of um, like a fairly. I think he was actually a limited insertion list. He was running, but it was um, it was Achilles, Achilles plus proxies plus dashes plus uh, Agima marksman. Uh, he had a TR bot and some Myrmidons. You know, fairly, interesting, fairly, interesting fairly, vanilla list. Fairly, so, yeah, it was fairly standard kind of list. Sort of leaning it, towards uh, the steel phalanx. It was Achilles plus like lots of murders, like, mm. like murder stuff and lots of um, good, really good arrow pieces. So like with the proxy sniper, the Agima Mark Twelve, um, Myrmidons, a TR bot, that sort of stuff. Lots of lots, yep. of, lots of cool stuff there. Um, he had placed like Achilles in a position where I, th- I was pretty confident I could get to in a you know three three orders and just start laying into him with the burst five red fury um but it did not happen that way because <laughs> because he uh during his deployment um rolled a dice uh for infiltration and he rolled well, a two this is uh, sounding like it's gonna win badly yeah he rolled a two and i was like hmm and before he had sort of rolled it he was just like so what's in that link team there? And I was like, oh, it's a Sheskin, uh, four uh, Nox, a T drone, and a Victor Messer. And he was like, Victor Messer's got hack device plus, isn't it? And I was like, yes, he does. And he was like, right. And then he rolled the dice, and I was like, that's a dash you killer hacker you just rolled for. And he was like, you know, said nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's a fucking that's a oh, okay, right. So he had a hidden deployed, probably had a hidden Something. deployed killer hacker outside of my deployment zone, probably within zone control of Victor. So that put me on a little bit of a. I didn't quite know what to do um, going in. I had definitely a case of analysis paralysis because I knew if I moved out with a link and exposed Victor to where I thought he might be, then he was going to get his, his brains blown out. Um, but I also knew there's, there was a TR bot and I knew there's probably some kind of mark, uh, some proxy sniper also Shenanigans. hiding in the wings. So, you know, I, just asked, I went, ah, oh, stuff it. We'll just move out uh, with the Sheskin, just only expose Sheskin. He revealed the proxy. We had a bit of a, a bit of a gunfight. Um, it was not in good good favor for me because I was at neg twelve, so I lost. I think I lost a lost a firefight or two. Um, couldn't and the way the table was, it couldn't quite get into a good range band without exposing myself to other arrows. It was yep. kind of I I kind of had like finicky around with with just shesking out of the link to try and get rid of this proxy. Um, they had a TR bot that I had neutralized by throwing smoke on it with the Speculo because the Speculo had deployed next to the TR bot with the mine. So if the TR oh, okay, bot did yes. try to do anything, the mine would go off. Yep. In hindsight, probably should have just engaged it in CC and gotten rid of it. But I didn't. I wanted to save the orders to try and kill Achilles. Um, so anyway, yeah, I killed the dash, killed the not dash, you killed the proxy, 
and then was like, right, okay, I've spent too many orders trying to do this. We need to start moving out. So got the link, moved the link out. Obviously, yeah, Dashu's Killer Hacker appears. I try to reset, fail, Victor dies. Oops. I'm like, right, okay, well, at least I know where the Dashu is now. Um, but by then, I had like, I had like two orders left or something stupid <laughs> yeah. like that. And the way I positioned Sheskin is she was, she was actually not in, and I, I had this like, probably not a great idea in hindsight, but I had this idea. I thought, right, well, I'm going to get Achilles really, really soon. So what I'll do is I'll just kill the Dashu in close combat to get myself up to like like up up to four wounds. Yep. Forgetting, of course, the Dashu has no wounding cap. Oops. So ran into combat. Oh, tried to run into combat, realized I was over six inches away. Uh, uh, so okay. I, like had to like spend one order to like move and then had to like dodge with my Nox because he had a nanopulsor. Ooh, I managed yeah. to dodge or tank armor save, so I didn't lose anything out of that, but it was like an order I spent that didn't do anything. Then I had like then I got into combat and like was like, Yeah, I'll you know, I'll take a wound off you and um he was like, Oh, I've got no winning cap. So, sure, like, fine. so yeah. then like Sheskin's stuck in combat with the Dashus, um and she'd actually lost a wound earlier from the multi sniper, I think it was. Okay, so, so she, she was just back to she was she was back up to normal two two wounds, but importantly she was stuck in combat with the Dashu and you had Achilles. So in summary, what happened after that is Achilles I died. Came I died really things. hard. Uh, yeah, he yeah he came in. He killed everything I had. Um, I t- couldn't really make up after that. Um, I think I used a Taiga, ran berserked his liaison officer, so I denied him a point there. I tried to zapper Achilles, but Fizz fifteen. He was just dodging the whole yeah. time, and I, that was really my only play. I had, didn't really have much else that could do anything to Achilles except to you know just hope that he failed his dodge. <laughs> yep. Um, but that didn't that, that, that didn't play off. Um, yeah, so a few yeah a few mistakes. I think in hindsight, um, I should have just used the speculo to kill the tr bot straight up because that would have been an order off him, and it also meant that at the end of my turn when the smoke cleared, I wouldn't have to deal with it again. Yep. Um, spent too many orders faffing around worrying about this dashu when I should have just actually one thing I should have done, and it was afterwards we were talking about it is um, and it was a question that came up I think at Burn City Brawl, but. You can cautious move in front of something that's in hidden deployment and it can't react to you. Ah, okay. Because a t- uh, something in hidden deployment isn't on the table. That's right. So you, you're not in line of sight of something. That you're not in line of yeah. sight. Yeah. So, you know, the cancellation, or not cancellation clause, clause but you can't, you, you cannot, like, uh, uh, cautious move if something has line of sight to you. Yeah, at the start. If something's in hidden deployment, you don't know if it's got like exactly. So like you know, you kind of break the game. Yeah, you know, because if you're like, oh, I'm gonna try and cautious move, and they're like, oh, you can't, and you're like, why? Uh, reasons. Reasons. <laughs> so so afterwards, we're like, oh, I what you could, what I could have done is just you know all the benefit of hindsight. Twenty twenty hindsight. But um, I could have spent whole orders on that link and moved them in line of fire of his proxy, in line of fire of the dashu, and just kept moving. Until I was like in good Red Fury range and out of zone of control of the Dashu. Ah, uh, yes. And he we wouldn't be able to do anything. I mean, yeah, I would have probably spent get like, shot with the Red Fury. Yeah, I would. I would have been probably four orders to to spend on that. So not a great use of my resources, but it would have eliminated. Better than dying. That. Yeah, and I already had smoked up up the TR bot, so I could have moved. But that's something to consider for those listeners out there. Um. Yeah, hidden deployment cannot react to someone cautious moving. 
Yeah, so well, that that's that one's good to know actually mm, that is very good to know mm, yeah i mean i wish i had sensor in hindsight but yeah whatever <laughs> so that was that one and then uh um, do you have much sensor in just the m drone just yeah. the uh, uh usual m drones which i am going to consider taking now uh for certain missions that you like caption like look sorry uh frontline you wouldn't really i don't really see much need for it necessarily um but uh <laughs> if someone does that to you then yes i can definitely see a yes. reason for it um, and then the last round, I was up against uh, Chris Fitlock from uh, Queensland. Uh, so he's actually come down to a Melbourne event before, and he's a super, super nice guy, really, really top, top player. Um, he was playing Shock Army, and we were running, playing supplies. So his army was was a really solid list. Um, like it was like a core, core of regulars with an orc with fireback, uh, a Harris of two Bagmarie and a machinist. One of them had an HMG. He had like two Nagas, I think it was like a Killer Hacker and a Ford Observer or something. Oh, very nice. Um, he had like the usual sort of smattering of uh, Fugazis. Um, Just the order, order bots, battery, basically. Yeah, orders and things like that. And he had an Akal Spitfire, so the AD drop guy. Uh, so he won the role and he elected to go first, which is funny actually because this is the only game I played where I went Second. second yes this is the only game i went second at um and he did he did exactly what he was supposed to do he did exactly what i thought he was going to do which was run up grab two of the boxes and run the fuck away and why would you not yeah That's exactly and he, what you, you know mean. when you've got an orc fireback standing over the table looking at pretty much everything it's a good it was a good play so he, he did that and then i was like okay cool no worries let's see what i can do so uh try, move move sheskin out and their link out to try to get to the run, one remaining box because I figured, well, if I can get that, then, then get something. Then I can get something, and also then it's just a basically I then have to just try and get one of like get him to drop one of his. Yeah, and it's like at least then it's like a draw. You've got an option, down, and it's down to classified. So that was my thinking, but I needed to get take care of the orc first, um, which is where the problems. Begin. Yeah, yeah, and then the thing is like he's like he, oh, well, I wouldn't say he was ballsy, but I think uh, you know in, in his first turn he did something that which is. Basically, the only thing he could do, which was to take on my T drone, my linked T drone missile launcher. So he would have had th- he had three dice and seventeens versus my two dice and fifteens, which is not, not bad odds. And of course, if he gets hit by, if either of us get hit, then we're dead. Yes, right? you know, because he's APDA and I'm AP explosive or explosive, right? So um, yeah, he, he basically one order wipes it off. I think he rolled like a sixteen Ooh. and something else, and I rolled like a four and a five. Like okay, so you're not, t- you're not beating a sixteen yeah, very nah, easily. Yeah, nah, it's like T drone's gone. That was it, like, and that was pretty much my only arrow piece in that list. Um, I had you know I had like tigers and stuff that were just you know trying to dodge when he did when yep. he moved things. Um, I made a mistake with my speculo. Um, I'm gonna put this down to me being a bit cooked, but whatever. Um, I put the speculo prone next to one of his bag Marie, and the bag Marie was like could only see one, and I had sort of put it with the intention that nothing else could see it. But once the orc had killed the T-drone, he, the orc was then able to walk to the other side of the building and look down and would, would see, like, a part of the, the, the prone impersonation marker. Yep. So, obviously, a fully linked orc was able to quite easily discover it and shoot it and kill it. Um, it also, the orc also, in the process, tanked two mines Oof. because I had one mine that was set up for that reason, that he was just like, yeah, whatever, I'll just roll 17 I'm good, and then when he revealed because. when he when he when he discovered shot my speculo, I placed another mine, and then he like mm-hmm. then he just was like, yeah, cool, I'll just walk back again, 
and like dodge <laughs> and like and just tank the mining. I think he failed to dodge and tank the armor save. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, well, you know, it's a, it's an orc. I'm not I'm not I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, yeah, the first turn was like basically me just grabbing one of his boxes, um, shooting the orc. Didn't didn't kill it, but he did go prone. He did he did drop prone. And um, that was pretty much all I did. Just, like grab box, run back again as well, and like try to re re, re recoup. Um, his second order was like basically spent, or his second turn was basically spent just getting classified objectives to cement his victory essentially. Yep. And then my second turn was kind of doing the same thing, um, but moving up, moving up the board. So my second turn moved out, um, had another go at the orc, uh, and this like so it was like me. I was like five dice on eighteens because it was in twenty four inches. Oh, that's yeah. You yeah. And he was two dice on seventeens, and uh, Chris rolled a sixteen and a 13 oh, and he was like just sitting there like oh yeah i'm like oh no i roll five dice and roll two ones oh so double fat so two, double yeah, yeah so fatality level level two down he goes uh only the unconscious state though which was a little bit like oh damn yeah um but yeah i rolled two ones so he was gone actually i rolled two ones and a 17 so i actually oh. bet the 16 but he tanked the armor save from the 17 as you'd expect his armor seven and cover yeah um so yeah got rid of the arc uh moved up the link Got to like sort of a place that was within striking distance of where he had placed his, where he had the guys carrying the boxes. Yep. And, but then just kind of hid. Just like, I don't have enough orders. I'll just get this far, set up a defensive perimeter and just hold tight. Um, his last turn, he brought on an Akali Spitfire. And Ooh, I, nice. I, um, I, I didn't expect this Spitfire. Just walked on. Yeah, walked on from the side. Um, killed, one, killed one of my knocks to bring me down to like, you know, lose the plus three. And I had like, I had, this is kind of funny because I had, had, I figured, right, okay, I'll put Sheskin out like a little bit for arrows because she's she's a good arrow piece, yeah, right? right? She's yeah, still two two arrow, yeah. yeah, she's still decent, right? Um, so but so the Akali, you know, got a beat on her, and he was like four dice on thirteens versus my two dice on fifteens. Yeah, he. It's, I, it's, I think, it's just I, I think, at that point. Yeah, I think he crit me. He crit me on a thirteen and um, uh, and hit me one more time, and I failed 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 the armor save. So. Sheskin was unconscious, and then he just double tapped her just to be sure, because I had a knocked paramedic in the link as well. Yep, you got to do that. You and then, get rid like, of Shishkin. yeah, and then at, and at, at that point, I killed a few of his like kind of order batteries that he put up to stop me. Uh, so he didn't, he didn't really see much need to do much, much else. Like he could have probably kept pushing with the Akali, but he was like, nah, I'll just, I'll just, you know, pull back and yep. and like just let you come to me. Um, and yeah, like without Sheskin, I didn't really have much I could do. I had a Caliban that I was able to move up. He achieved one of the classifieds, which was like the net, net undermine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he, I figured like, I can't win this one now because it just, without Sheskin, I just didn't have enough orders to get in and do enough work. Anything, yep. Because he had like mines, he had like, he had, he had like, basically as he ran away, he'd like pooped mines. So I, yeah. I, I had to but get I mean, rid of mines. Set up that really nice yeah. um, defense. And I had this moment in turn two that was like, I had a Taiga that I was like, um, in a pretty good position because it was like up against the wall being S1 nothing could really see it until I got around the corner Yep. so I got I got up to the corner and then berserked into one of the bag marie you know so yeah. a, a tiger is like critting on 13s and it, if it doesn't crit it's like still automatically hitting because yeah, it's berserking it's berserking and it's like damage 13 AP shock ran into the bag marie failed to crit he tanked his armor save and the tiger died Yo, like, of course. Mm, great and then because uh, I had predator as my second oh, no so I'd like I'd like uh, another tiger. I'd run into combat with a unconscious uh, flash pulse bot. Failed to kill it. 
<laughs> oh really yeah like just roll like a two to hit like a hit and then he just passed the armor save and then like i tried again and eventually killed it but I just like oh i don't need to be spending these orders at this moment in time i'd rather this thing just work uh so like i had like one kill on the predator thing so i thought oh if i can just get one more kill i'll be able to hold chris to a minor because yes. he was on like seven points and i would be on currently on two uh, so if i got one more class i'd be on three so I just was like, oh, stuff it. I'll just run the Caliban in to come up with the same bag Marie that just survived the Taga. Yep. Failed to crit. He tanked his armor save. Oh, no. Caliban dies because um, he was being shot up by HMGs as well. And that was it. Basically, that was the end of the game, 7-2. Uh, right, really good game, though. Solid, like, um, yeah, really fun game overall. Really really fun weekend overall. So um, at the end of that, I finished the tournament 11th overall out of 40. Very nice. So yeah, I was pretty happy with that. I think there's definitely things I could have done better, but I think um, really, uh, honestly, I, I came up against two really, really good players. Um, day two, day two. I mean, like every player I played against was really, was 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 really good, but I think uh, you know I definitely hit another level of player. And I'm not going to use my being hungover as an excuse. Um, I was, but it's not it's not an excuse. Uh, <laughs> You're a Scotsman because these, these guys state. these guys were drinking as well last night. So. Uh, the, the, the night before too so um yeah i can't i can't hide behind that they just uh they just outplayed me they just had uh they just said uh, and you know that's yeah. the way the dice go sometimes and, and that yeah. and, and that too yeah so but i think the the main takeaway well not main takeaway but the, i was really happy with uh i got best sports uh on nice. the weekend so that was nice uh they it was uh they called the, the award coolest dude uh which i <laughs> awesome. thought was really cute um so i was i was, that was actually quite surprised at that because everyone i met on the weekend was super nice so really anyone could have won it i mean that's infinity in general isn't it yeah it's also everyone victoria can... it's also victoria as well isn't it right that's we, right we, we, we'll, we'll we find went, out maybe a bit yeah, later on we <laughs> where that is yeah so um oh yeah all in all a great a great weekend and i got home about like 11 o'clock last night and um yeah um went straight to bed and here we are now recording that's right so that was that um I think I am just going to take a quick sip of beer uh, while I wet my whistle again because uh, all that talking is maybe kind of dry. Yes, well, I guess we'll sort of head into the, the more meat of the podcast now, talking about the uh, the tournament that you and I both went to two weeks ago over in WA, the South Perth Brawl. South Perth Brawl, yeah. Oh, and sorry, one more thing before I forget, completely forget. I mean, I'm sure it'll be talked about on another podcast uh, that uh, we, we all know and love, but uh, the overall winner of the event was... Um, was Gabby Bateman again? He, yeah, he um, he just can't seem to lose a tournament these days. Uh, yeah, really well he did. He brought South uh, South. He brought Shock Army uh, to HeroCon, and um, I think he went away with four majors and a minor. So congratulations to Gavin uh, on his win, and also um, uh, awesome effort on the O twelve Army that he donated as. A, yeah, I saw pictures of that. Yeah, that as super a, nice. uh, to the, to the raffle. Um, the man is a painting machine. Yeah, it's amazing, amazing work, mate. Uh, yeah, so it was that was great. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to mention on that. Um, so we'll move on to Seth Perth Brawl, which was back two back weekends ago. Two weekends ago, twenty second, twenty third, I think. Yeah, that's right. Twenty second, twenty third, and also twenty third, twenty fourth. Yeah, I believe, which is the Saturday, Sunday. Yes, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I've been talking for a fucking good hour. Um, so that's because that's what you do, Kev. <laughs> we know this. Um, <laughs> I'm just here to provide the, uh, you know, the, the little, the little comments to, uh, to just augment your, uh, thank you. Your spiel. Thank you. Yeah. So I can take a breath, but, uh, yeah. Why don't you start us off there? Uh, sure. John. Uh, yes. I mean, um, South Perth, I mean, it was a, a really good, um, 
good weekend overall, but uh, yeah, it started out very early Friday morning for me. Um, I live um, sort of in the southeast of Melbourne, which is about as far away from the airport as it is possible to get without being not in Melbourne. Um, so it's kind of at least an hour, hour and 20 minutes for me to get to the airport from home. Um, my flight was at 9.35 on Friday morning, which meant really I had to be at the airport for kind of 7.30 to 8 o'clock, really. Um, so that was a very, very early get-up at about oh, 6 a.m. Yeah, I can imagine it, yeah. Um, and uh, because my wife um, was in Adelaide for work that week, she was meeting me in Perth um, on the weekend, uh, there was no availability of me driving to the airport, so I ended up getting an Uber to the airport. Oh, extra expense. Yes, but uh, it was worth it to not have to worry about doing it myself. Yeah, definitely. carrying that, you know, bags on that buses and things. ridiculous hour, yeah. Yeah. And and also, if you book it through the Qantas app, you get Qantas points, so that's always nice. Good tip. Yes. Top tip. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to the airport, book it through Qantas app. If you're with Qantas, you get your Qantas points. It's, only, it's only one point per dollar you spend, but you know, they all add up. You know what? I have actually noticed that on the app, and I've never once done it. So good <laughs> tip. Thanks for that. That's okay. No, I I keep meaning to do it when I do it, and um, Katie, my wife, um, keeps reminding me, and I always keep forgetting. But I did remember this time, so that was good. So yeah, so um, had a really nice flight over to Perth. Um, snoozed for a tiny little bit. Played on my Switch. Played some Dead Cells. Great game. If you haven't played it, by the way, very worth it. Um, and then arrived in Perth. It was uh, it was kind of warm. When I arrived in Perth, at, mm. at probably about, I think it was about half past ten with the time differences and everything. By the time I uh, I landed, by the time I got out, weekend, it was yeah. just after eleven. Um, got myself on a, a bus into the city. Um, was chatting on our little uh, group message with uh, Ryan and Val, who'd both made it over a little bit even earlier that morning on a Jetstar flight. Um, Ooh, so I think they, their flight was at something crazy like seven a.m., which yeah. meant they were at the airport for even more ludicrous clock. <laughs> um, and so kind of went and dropped my bag off uh, at a little baggage storage place in next to the train station in Perth mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. met up with Ryan and Val and we had a little bit of a wander around. Um, by that time, it was probably just after lunch when I met up with them. So we, we went and had a wander. Then we, um, as you do when you're away for the weekend, you go and have a couple of beers. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I saw the. I was at work. Obviously, I hadn't left yet, but I, um, yeah, I'd I'd uh, seen the pictures you were sending and sharing on the group chat. I was like, oh, oh I want to be there now. <laughs> yep, that was so. It was nice, you know, sort of mid twenties, um, having some beer, Belgian beers outside in the Belgian beer cafe in Perth. It's a mm, really nice, nice little location. Nice. Um, ten minutes walk from the the train station. Um, so we had that. Um, I think by the time we'd had three beers, uh, I think Pete had arrived over from mm-hmm. Melbourne, um, and Pete was staying, I believe, with uh, yourself, uh, Ryan and Val. Yeah, we had like a Airbnb for the four of us. Yep, yep, so I think they sort of headed back to their um, Airbnb. I, by that point, could check into the B&B that my wife and I were, were staying at, um, and so I went back and, and checked in, had a bit of a chill out, had a shower, um, just try and freshen up for a little bit mm-hmm. um, before the, uh, the sort of the Friday evening festivities yeah, I wasn't. I didn't make it to that one because I didn't. I didn't, didn't get in until quite late. But how was how was that? That was great. Uh, so Ben uh, had organised for us to uh, to go to the uh, Palace Arcade, which mm-hmm. is, I believe, just um, sort of you know in one of the little inner suburbs of, of yeah, Perth. Yeah, it was like a like a coin like a coin arcade. Like a- yeah, kind of like a, if anybody who's in Melbourne has been to Bartronica, mm-hmm. you'll know the kind of place that it is. It's sort of old arcade games, which um, 
I very much am a fan of. Yeah. I um I actually have the beginnings of a um arcade cabinet in the cupboard in my um little hobby space. I have a control panel which is all wired up ready to go to slot into a, a full size arcade cabinet when I get around to building it. Wow. So, that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a bit of a bit of a game nerd. Yeah. So um so that was great. Nerd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. All, we're all nerds. Yeah. So sorry. Um <laughs> I was actually just like segue but I think um I was like on the first day of um HeroCon. Like it was always like a big area with like a hundred people that were all like standing around waiting to get inside. And I just like <laughs> like I'm just like, you know, like nerd <laughs> and like people look at me like funny i'm like i'm one of you guys come on chill out it's all right it's just me so yeah so we were we um went that went there um played a few games um had some pizza yeah uh, uh, sort of reasonably early night because we got a fairly early start in the morning uh, i'm thinking by that point you probably just about arrived by the time everyone got oh, back from jesus no i don't know i was the flight was delayed like that's by, right like, an, over delayed an hour. and you were having red wines as i yeah, remember yeah yeah terrible idea but um three red wines in the lounge so i think i sank like five red wines by the time i got in on no three before I, by the time i got on the plane and i drank another two on the plane <laughs> and then fell asleep and woke up and like the whole plane was spinning and i was like this is not <laughs> but good. not not in the way where we were gonna no, crash no yeah exactly but i did i was like oh um yeah so i did not feel well when i got to the airbnb i was like really ready for bed um yeah but yeah so that was that was friday and then early start saturday morning um katie and i joined a few of the perth boys for breakfast at mm-hmm. a bar a bra, bar god no I, I like my drink but not quite that early mm-hmm. um at a cafe just uh, uh sort of five minutes from the venue um so i had some eggs benny because that's what i i do like to do and then after that we headed straight to the uh, south perth community center which was the venue for the tournament it's a nice venue it's a very nice venue it's a uh, like any sort of good community center it mm. was attached to the library and i think the the council offices are all in the same sort of little complex of buildings oh yeah um uh, but it that was another uh, multi system um sort of day cuz i think it's part of the uh, I, I forget what the name skulls, of their skulls i think is yeah, what I skulls, yeah. yeah so um, like- their little group um, I think day one they were playing bolt action and some war machine. Yeah, uh, I think, think it was as well as, back as well. Yep, yeah, I think as well as that we had twenty six players overall. I think. Yeah, I think one we, player I think couldn't turn up to round one, so Ben ended up playing. That's right. Um, yeah, but then yeah, twenty six overall, so thirteen mm-hmm. tables. Mm-hmm. Although we did have a fourteenth table, which was a kind of a, a little spare. Yeah, I like that actually. I haven't done that before, but I like it. If you if people are like most people are pretty chill about terrain, right? You know. Yeah. But, it's nice to have like a fourteenth table in case you played on it before. You just don't. You just don't like it if you're both your opponents. If both you and your opponent don't like it, absolutely, a spare yeah. one, which is nice. Yeah, and I mean, it's a, the space was great. I mean, you know, mm. we've um, for those of you in Melbourne, you know, you know the space that we've got at House of Wars, really nice. Um, this is a different space. I mean, obviously, it's not attached to a, a game store, so it's a you know you don't have any of the facilities that you have there. You can't go buy your minis if you need to mm-hmm. um but um it there was a lot of space so you got a big space around tables so you don't need to sort of crowd in together yeah, which great, you used to yeah. do sometimes um and they they've got a little kitchen on site too which mm. i i would love a space in melbourne where we had a little kitchen that we could yeah, sort of do that kind of stuff for sure yeah because um, they had like sausages and yeah there was like a fridge where you could put your you know your lunch if you had your own yeah that was nice and there was like a nice little outdoor area as well so you know he, if you want to go outside and just get some fresh air it was good it was yep. a nice space spacious airy kind of environment it so was absolutely it really was, high ceilings and everything it's yeah a, it was nice it was very um it was a nice nice atmosphere yeah 
And yeah, then we all, of course, before we started, went and had a look at the price table that uh, Ben had laid out. He'd mm. uh, he'd got some some great stuff he from did, yeah, lots yeah. of different companies. So was, it was a really, before. really super well done. Yeah, he was like, oh, "I've got, I'm gonna, you've you've put me under under the pump there, Kevin, after the prize support you guys did for uh, BCB." So I'm just, you know, but he, yeah, fantastic effort that he 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 did. He got some really nice stuff. He was, and then uh, yeah. I guess we go straight into uh, into our games. Yes. Is there anything you want to say about the the sort of the overall feel in general? Um, not much, except I woke up on the Saturday morning feeling like death, warmed up, um, red wine hangover, and from the night before, like which is really lame when you think about it. It's like I was literally drinking by myself <laughs> on a plane and woke up hungover AF. Um, so I had only myself to blame, but I was feeling a little bit um, worse for wear. Um, but that that that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, I definitely, yeah, I had a bit of the shakes going on, um, but <laughs> there was like um, some Coca-Cola on sale for like a dollar, so I had that, and that, that kind of helped me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. and I think I think I'd also pour myself a big, like a litre of HydroLite as well to help me, so, but yeah, uh, otherwise we can get we can get stuck in. Yes, so the first first round, a bit like with Hurricane, was mm. countermeasures. This was right, probably yeah. the one that I was most worried about um, for this particular tournament, given I was taking Toha. Toha not blessed with a ton of sort of special. I mean, they have them, mm-hmm. but they're not ones that I tend to run in lists that that I make. Yeah, they this. kind of summer, suffer a similar sort of problem as uh, Ariadna in that yeah. they don't really have hackers, and there's quite a lot of classifiers that need hackers. There are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we got lucky. I'm, I'm trying to remember what the, the sort of the first flop was on the three. Um, I remember the test run was one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing, sorry, I should go into uh, who I was playing and what they were playing. I played uh, one of the local Perth guys, actually one of the um, guys who helps run the, the Skulls event, oh, Jacob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, American guy, I think, originally, but lives in Perth now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was he was kind of like the MC for yes, a lot of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was running uh, NCA, uh, sorry, Shock Army, as I remember. Right, yeah. Well, um, what, what were, you, were you running to? I was running Toha, what, yes. uh, what, what lists did you, did you take? I, I took two lists, most to, both of which were broadly similar to the lists I took to BCB, um, not through laziness and not being prepared at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so my first... My first list was kind of my one that had the, the sort of the, the more specialists in for mm-hmm. the kind of specialist heavy missions. Um, and so in group one, we had a uh, a Gow Rail with Spitfire, uh, not the Sniper, which I know a lot of people like to take for um, for Toha, just for ARO. Gow Rail, is that the one with MSV2? That is the one with MSV2, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, with a McCall um, and a Drawl. In Ooh. the little triad, draw yep. with the Stratus Cloud, mm-hmm. um, just to obviously reduce that ARO potential coming back. Because um, obviously it starts with the Stratus Cloud, and it, if anyone shoots through it, you've got that Neg 1 burst and Neg 3 yep. to hit. Yep. Um, MSV obviously negates the Neg 3, but still get the Neg 1 burst. Mm-hmm. Does mean that anybody, any of my dudes who isn't the draw, also gets that, but if you're in active turn, especially with the Spitfire and a triad, yeah, you're still going right. to be burst you can, 4. You can, you can leverage it, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, which, but so yeah, that was kind of my main, my main real sort of attack vector. Um, I had a resale uh, with the, the Chaxa with the viral combi rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I do like the resale. I just like the two wounds on the active symbiont profile, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that he's got the little check so you can kind of walk both around and sort of give your opponent that whole. What are you going to do? Yeah. Which are you going to you know kind of aro against? They are, are you- they are a scary attack profile. Like I I do. 
Well, I do look at them and go, yeah, they're especially with the with the symbiomate on it as yes. well. Like, I mean, they obviously have had a symbiomate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and then my other triad in that particular um, uh, group was a Kaotar because mm-hmm. you need some mates. Um, another McCall because mm-hmm. you put a McCall in every triad. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, and then the um, Tagma, which is the one with hollow projector, Steamer. hollow one, yes, which I was uh, hollowing as a um, a succiol HMG. Oh, to make it a little bit. Um, what did he have? Uh, what does he actually have? Yeah, he just has a breaker combi. Okay, okay, <laughs> and a nano pulser. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. But yes, he's uh, he's quite nice because he's only sixteen points. Yeah, um, and you can you know, hollow him as something that's quite scary and that is quite scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah, to, um, actually, I found over the weekend because I used him in pretty much every every game, mm-hmm. um, and I found that my opponents mostly were all kind of a little bit scared and sort of played around it a little bit. So it did what it was sort of designed to do. Really. That's good. Yeah, there's always that concern when you're running hollow or tr- you're yep. trying to be Trexy that like your either opponent will see through it or just ignore it. Yep. So and so that good. was kind of um, uh, group one, other than the uh, hidden Clipsos forward observer mm-hmm. because. Yeah, it's kind of the the thing. If you need specialists in Toha, take a Clipsos <laughs> because he he can be sort of up halfway up the field potentially and yeah. you know ready to do stuff. Um, group two was a Sukiol missile launcher, which was my main ARO piece um, in a triad with another Kaotar because need more symbiomates um, and another McCall, and then rounding that out were three ten point Chaxa auxiliaries. Um, so baggage, yeah, heavy flamethrower, yeah. and sensor, which oh, is nice to yeah, so have them sensor. all in all in one group. You can coordinate it all to sensor. <laughs> Sorry, he's just uh, we just had an animal jump on the table. Sorry, we'll keep. Well, she'll move away. Is it he or she? She, she, she. Yeah, she'll move away. <laughs> she's just she's just wanting some love right now. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was that was my my list. Um, so yeah, playing Jacob, um, he won the role. He that was a kind of a theme for my weekend right. winning lieutenant roles was not a thing that i was going to be doing able to do. um yeah. and he went first um he had a link of um regulars with a couple of bagmarie in yep yep um i can't for the life of me remember what they had but that that was sort of his his main core link mm-hmm. um he had a tick belang which was the other the big his big piece was yep. uh um and that that was the bit that he uh he probably will tell you if he were to do a bit of a recap was what he made a bit of a mistake. So in on his turn, he um, managed to take the symbiomate off my um, succiol with the missile launcher mm-hmm. with the with the tick belang, um, and then he took it to its inactive symbiote profile. The the succiol decided that discretion was the better part of valor. Drop prone, mm-hmm. um, and then he sort of ran his tick belang up a little bit. Um, into the um, sort of line of fire of my draw because draws obviously have the forward deployment, um, and so he he was a little bit forward, um, and the draw managed to crit his tickbelang in ARO oh, with ouch. his uh, yeah AP marksman rifle, um, and got another hit. So he actually took two wounds. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, he had two wounds to him. Ouch! Um, and he, I can't remember exactly what happened the rest of the turn, but I know that. Um, he didn't get any classifieds on yep. his first turn, and he pushed his tick blank sort of up near my deployment zone and didn't run it back. Um, 
Oh, okay. Which so basically left it open for me to uh, exploit on my first turn, which I did. Um, I kind of, uh, I on my turn, I immediately got rid of engineer the test run. Yeah, um, classified because I didn't have an engineer. I knew he did, yep. and with the tick blank being sort of quite low, there was no way I was letting him <laughs> get, get that one. Get that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, and that brought out the um, I, I can't remember what the classified is called, but the one where you have to do a forward observe on an enemy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's yeah. called. Yeah, and Tele- we had we had coup de gras mm-hmm. up as well. Um, I kind of ran my gal rail out, managed to put down his tick blank. Mm-hmm. Um, revealed my Clipsos forward observer, which happened to be about five inches away from where his Tickbalang corpse was. Oh, yeah. um, forward observed it, got that classified, walked up with the Clipsos, coup de grade it. Yeah. And I, was, I, I kind of felt a little bit bad at that point. Yeah, wow. Being sort of, basically three on your first turn. Or, or, two, or two. Two yeah, on my yeah, first yeah. turn. Um, and so that was that was kind of not in that. The game kind of, not quite spiraled, but um, at that point, I think Jacob thought that he didn't have that much he could do. Mm-hmm. He did manage to get a classified. Um, and then I, on my third turn, um, managed to get the, um, to net undermine. Managed to. Uh, oh, I love it. I love getting that one. Yeah. I love getting that one. It's like just veteran elite chain of command. Yeah. And the other half of the day. And yep. half the day. So I just ran my Kaotar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, be like, boom. Yep. And so I got three. He got one. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up being a seven, one. Uh, win to me, I think, because okay. neither of us got them with that data trackers. I, I kind of knew that my data tracker points weren't going to happen for me that, that game. That yeah, was who's fine. your data tracker in that one? Um, I think I made my Gal Rail the, right. the data tracker. Because it had MSV2, right? So yeah. you can do some of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just it was, I was kind of taking a risk at that point, mm. but yeah, that mm. was kind of a... Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a big swing, well, not swing but it's, an extra worth two lot, points. it's worth Yeah, it's worth a lot of points to get just get one with your data tracker, so you, like, you, want, like, you want a safe bet. You know, you want to like... But you also want something that can do a lot as That's well. That's right. And so in Toha, kind of, you just don't have that. Yeah. Like you want to, you know, you said, but to do a lot, you also need to be able to be in the, other, yeah, in the enemy's half of the game table as well sometimes. So it's like, yep. it's kind of hard. Like, you know, you could just make it like Dr. Worm or something like that. But then, then he's got to run up there. But then he's got to like be there or he's got like, you've got to, you've got to get um, the two classifiers that he can do yep. in that, you know, at the right exactly. time, um, which is not always, you know, not always um, achievable. Um, yeah, so my round one was you know, say countermeasures. Uh, I played a, a gentleman, uh, Jason. He was running vanilla combined, so it was uh, Shaz versus vanilla combined. Um, the lists I uh, basically the the list that I took for countermeasures was the same one I ran at HeroCon, um, and then the other one was essentially the same as the one I spoke about at HeroCon, except I dropped the um, the Caliban. Oh, essentially, I had like a basic Nox link with one T drone. Um, as an aero piece, um, a sphinx, um, and I had a basically I had a Cadmus instead of a Caliban. Oh, so nice. the Cadmus is the drop troop. So he yes. had a combi rifle assault pistol, and uh, yeah, his his uh, his uh, the point point of him was basically to you know do a last last turn grab for the objective for capture and protect. Yep. But also um, in missions like firefight, he can raid the panoplies because he's scavenger, so he doesn't even have to roll a whip check for it. No, that's right. Which is nice, and also he's you know not, not a bad uh, not a bad gunfighter with an assault pistol at close range. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Jason he won the LT roll and chose to go first. His army was um, so like I said, vanilla combined. He had Sheskin, who was his data tracker, uh, Bet and Kiss, 
and E drone, Q drone, R drones, pretty much all the all the all drones. drones, all the drones. I think you had an M <laughs> drone as well. Uh, Libertos shrouded something shrouded, shrouded, shrouded speculo, um, a Caliban and a Karga engineer. So um, he, I, he went first. So um, he set up his stuff. I set up my my stuff. Um, he then he had his um, speculo as his as his reserve. I speculo as my reserve. <laughs> he he tried to uh, roll uh, for the speculo. And oh no! F- and failed. Oh no! Uh, so he ended up back that feels in the, bad. Back that feels in, real Back bad. in his DZ, I put my speculo down. I put it, him uh, put her down next to I think it was his E drone. And I put a mine next to Bit and Kiss because I figured like Bit and Kiss might be able to do some stuff. Yep. Because um, they're a veteran and they're a hacker. Yep. And I want to go next to E Drone because E Drone is also a useful, useful piece. Um, especially if it wants to uh, buff the Q Drone, I could just you know basically he can't buff the Q Drone until I he gets rid of the speculum. Yep. So um, essentially, um, he went first and he pushed with Sheskin. Um, to get uh, I can't remember the, the 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 cards we had. I think it was like. Uh, telemetry, something with an HVT and something else. <laughs> Can't really remember it now off the top of my head, but um, he pushed Sheskin up um, to try and get, uh, like, try and take my link down. Um, he did. He did take down the T drone, um, but that wasn't. That was pretty much it. Um, he took down the T drone. I think he moved the, his Q drone up. I, he might have had a go at something, but essentially just put the Q drone and Sheskin in a position where it was going to be difficult for me to push up um uh, so in my turn i did push up with a link um, as you would i was worried he might have had a noctifer um but so i moved cautiously at first with just sheskin exposing exposing herself not the rest of the link and then after a couple of orders it sort of was like yeah pretty sure i'm safe here so moved up ran up with the link uh, got a, a bead on sheskin his sheskin killed her in like an order um <laughs> Uh, then I think I killed a couple of other little bits and pieces. Managed to get, I think, eight, one of the classifieds. Um, I think it might have been telemetry. I think that was where, yes, that was where uh, Victor tried four times and failed. Oh, no. To roll, like, uh, whip minus three for, like, spotlight. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this sucks. <laughs> like, is this like, the way this on. is going to be? Yep. Come on, come on. So, yeah, eventually got it, uh, but I'd sort of run out of order, so there wasn't much more I could do. Um, he um his second turn i think he basically tries to reveal my speculo because i think the first time he failed he was just like not getting the whip rolls yeah uh, he needed yep. so he was just like oh stuff it i mean it's it's always hard yeah especially like, that first one yeah the first one's hard like he just he just rolled a bad number and that was like he didn't have much else around there that could see it this second turn though he did manage to reveal the speculo um and kill it uh, i put uh, mine down as my arrow which was actually in hindsight a bad move because what he did then is he just activated his e-drone um and didn't even bother dodging. Uh, Just went, basically clear the mine. E-drone went unconscious. He had test run. So he ran the, oh, walked, no. walked the cargo over, got the E-drone back up. Uh, there, he, there he had test run. I was like, ah, yes, I should have should have thought you might do that. <laughs> um, so like he, he did that. I think he did another one. So he was on two and I was on one. Um, so like my second turn, I just keep um, keep pushing with the link team. Um, because he, I think he was in loss of lieutenant actually. Okay. So I think, yep. I, I think I, when I killed his Sheskin, he didn't do that much. Um, actually, I think he was, yeah. Unless he had a Caliban chain of command, I forget exactly what it was now. But um, essentially, yeah, I just kept pushing the link, killed a few more things. 
Uh, at this point, I think I had a pretty good flop for uh, Victor, who was my data tracker. So oh, nice. He yep. he well, he'd already done one. He'd already done his data tracker thing, uh, even though I like had to roll five times to do it. <laughs> um, but he was able to do. Those like, two points are important. Yeah, he was able to do like rescue, um, like another hacking one, and I think Sheskin did like a coup de grace or predator or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so basically, turn three, his turn three, he did. He might have done another one you know i think he might maybe no i think he i think he tried to do one more and then it was just like he had two and i had three and then i basically my last turn i was just like i got another two more no oh, just nice. to like just to solidify the the 10 three win oh uh, sorry yeah no as well was he got three okay um, yep, so he got the three points for that yeah so he got one more in his last turn and i had so i think it was three apiece going into the final turn oh so it could have been yeah been so but then we just the flop on the last turn again like i just had like there was enough dead bodies around that i could like either like coup de gras or um hack yeah and there was like an hvt that i could run to and just pick that up as for for rescue or, or was something else like that um and yeah basically just got five to his three um so that was a 10-3 win to me in the end very nice so we both got majors on our first yeah which first was one. you know which was which was a nice start to the start to the day i know i know we all kind of joke that um getting a loss on round one takes the pressure off but like for me getting getting the win on turn one on round one was like it took the pressure off me a little bit i felt for me too me too because as i say countermeasures was the one that i was really probably the most worried about yeah right Um, Mm -hmm. so getting a win on that i was kind of happy and then that just kind of i think relaxed me for the rest of the rest of the day um as it turns out probably was a not a great thing but um <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, so yeah so but i think we worked out that all five of us from victoria got a win in round one yeah we did we all did we all did really well um yeah all, yeah, all five of us had a, had a major i think we all had majors right i think they could be right yeah yeah, yeah i think we all had majors so we were yeah we were, we were setting pretty pretty nice on uh, going into round two yes which um, was um capture and protect it was yes yes so i um, ended up playing against a guy called Macca, who's one of the two guys who drove down to Perth from Geraldton. Uh, yeah, right. A, uh, how far good, is that? I reckon it's probably about three, four hundred k's. Okay, wow. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a good. Um, and he was playing a, a interesting limited insertion tack list. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, so it was. It's one of those games that you get in capture and protect sometimes, where nobody gets to really um, capture the other person's. Beacon, yeah, he's um, both defending. It we really kind hard. of really both castled up really nicely. Uh, he again won the role, um, and I chose sides. I chose probably badly. Um, I chose to take second turn because I, you know, I like the idea of um, being, being able alive. to kind of yep, yep. Um, but I chose. I probably chose the the wrong side. He had a really nice position where he could kind of put things facing the beacon but out of line of sight of anything coming the other way so if you go around the corner to try and grab the beacon you're going to get shot at quite nicely mm-hmm. um and so that was sort of he he really did really well at defending he positioned his things really well so there was nowhere i could kind of really sort of get a bead on um anywhere anything to sort of template with any flamethrowers that i've got with the mccalls anything like that yep um so yeah really well played by uh by him um there was one the the funniest bit of that game was uh where <clears throat> i discovered a uh, camo tank hunter mm-hmm. um on my sort of the first discover roll with a um a chaxa and then sort of proceeded to spend four orders trying to flame him where he would dodge and fail the dodge and then pass the armor save every uh, single time that's just that's <laughs> yeah 
<clears throat> yeah, that, those just, kind of rules are just like, yeah, like, oh, the other way around, please. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that was a, that was, it was a great game. Um, really, really top guy. Um, it, yeah, it, we got to the point where we said, this is just going to be a draw, isn't it? Because not, neither of us are going to get anything. Did it end up and, being and a so draw? It was. it was a yeah. draw, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, excellent. So, uh, yeah, so I think we ended up getting, um, we both got a classified, um, and I think we both prevented. No, so no, we didn't get the classifieds. And so we both just got the three points for three preventing. Points yeah. yeah, right. Awesome. Yeah, so my second game, Capture and Protect, was against David. He was running a dash at uh, list. Um, I think I won the role and I chose to go first. I was running the Sphinx in this one. Um, and his list was, it was basically like it was Rushi with a Zoo, with, um, with Zoo Young and Lira Gromas. Oh, one thing we forgot to mention about this event was it was Tactical Window. That's right. So yes. maximum so 15 order list. No, um, no big spam list. Yeah. So, you know, this, he did sort of explain like, you know, he would normally run Bounty Hunters in this one, but because of the, the limitation, he decided to run a Zoo Young uh, core. So it was like, it was a couple of Zoo Young, Lira Gromas uh, and a Rushi, I think something else. Uh, he had uh, McMurrow, uh, Gulam, some remotes, Saito, uh, I think there's a couple of Hunzikuts or uh, a couple of Kumbikers and like two Libertos. So oh, we, very nice. So we had like, you know, he had like a, a lot of camel markers around the midfield, around his, uh, his, uh, his uh, thing, around his uh, beacon. Um, I did, I did what I did at Herocon. And when I went first, I put the Speculo down first. Um, so Speculo down basically right next to the beacon. Yep. And a mine sort of covering an area that he might want to put a mine down himself. And, um, it's a good tactic. I like that. Yeah. So then everything else was sort of basically set up to defend my uh, beacon. So I had like Icadrons looking at like you know from like line of fire, like just covering short fire lanes. Uh, the T drone kind of like dominating the sort of the main run to it. Yeah. And then um, yeah, the speculo up the up the up next to his thing. He deployed, and then as he was deploying, I could see what he was doing with his Libertos, and I was like, oh, just just so you know, um, you can put a camo marker. That is a camo, you know. That is a, yeah. a model next to my camo marker. But if your camo marker is actually a mine, you can't have it in the trigger area of my camo marker. <laughs> yeah. and he was like, he sort of looked at me for a second, like going, "What?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Right? Yep. Okay, no, no problem. I'll just move these camo markers around a bit more." And I was like, "Yeah, no problem." <laughs> so I think that was quite helpful because, like, yep. say, two libertos covering that uh, area. Um, him not being able to put his mines and the right position i think was was quite was um well i, I don't know how, how effective it was but i think it, <clears throat> it definitely changed the way he had to deploy and then of course then my reserve model was my sphinx put down as a camel marker so i can get the attack of winners order yep and uh yeah um yeah uh, basically ran pushed up a flank um tried uh sniped his rushi uh i think i sniped a, a zoo, one of the zoo young and then uh failed failed four orders to kill Valera Gromos oh, because I got too close forgot that he had a hacker in that link and then he was like oh, I'm going to hack you I was like oops um, so I was able like, to climb up a wall to see Valera and uh, yeah just try pumping her with shots <laughs> and it was like it was like within eight obviously and she was in cover so I was like four dice on 11s versus her one dice on 14s Ooh, and yeah. uh, I failed like just like I like I think there was like one time where he got through and I passed my BTS save. So I was like, whew, <laughs> that was close. But every other time I won, I would like win, I'd like hit once or twice and she'd pass both armor saves. Yep. Like four times. So by then I was like, ooh, I'm out of orders. Gonna try and run away. 
um, couldn't really run away that far. So I was like, okay, well, he's got his uh, a Ghulam over there in the corner. That's his obvious lieutenant. I'm just going to spend my last couple of orders to just run up, kill the lieutenant, and then just like like run away. Yeah. Um, he had McMurrow next to his Ghulam. So as I came over, because it was like on the ground level and I was in a building. So as I came over the lip in the building to have a look at the Ghulam, he was like, oh, I'll just declare engage. Oh, so no. I was like, yep, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's going to happen. Um, uh, so, so he yeah. engaged up a building. Yeah, so he engaged <laughs> up a building and uh, I basically finished uh, my turn with engaged with McMurrow. Um, <laughs> that's probably not going to end well. Yeah, and then talking to actually some of the guys over the weekend about that particular incident, I could have um, protected myself quite well by what I did was I came, I came from the roof down the side of the wall to have a look and then yeah. back up to the roof again. Had I just stayed where I was on the side of the, the building, McMurrow could have, would have been able to engage me, but he couldn't have done anything because he hasn't got climbing plus. So there's some weird janky rule that means that he can't actually attack me because okay. he, he's in a, he's essentially, I put him in, a, in, in, in an illegal position. So in his own turn, he couldn't do it. He wouldn't have been able to do anything. That's weird. It's a it's a weird rule. It's a janky that, rule. That is an odd. I, I yeah, didn't, that's like, very it was odd. Like, I was like, what's really? Like, I could just be there. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Because you get to place your opponent when they do an engage. That's right. Wherever yes. you want within base contact. So I could have just put him on the wall and then been safe. Uh, but I didn't do that. And I wasn't safe. And he cut <laughs> me in two in as a he couple does, of orders. Yeah. As he does. Uh, so that was the end of the Sphinx. Uh, but he was a lost lieutenant, so he hadn't, he didn't have an awful lot of impetuous to, to like to actually push and do much. Yep. So um, yeah, he, you know, pushed a few things up. Uh, you know, moved up some kum bikers, tried to throw some smoke down, get into the midfield. Um, but then I was able to move my own tigers into position, engage like his Hunzakut and uh, chain coat, his his um, his kum bikers, get rid of those sort of those things that might have a run. Yep. He did one thing where he revealed Saito, and I can't remember if it was in his turn or my turn that he revealed it. But essentially, he revealed it. Uh, my chain, my tiger chain coat with him. He dodged. Well, he failed to dodge and then died. <laughs> so I was like, oh, like that was probably the biggest turning point because I think he wanted to. I think he was trying to make a run with Saito. Yep. And I can't remember why it happened now, but yeah, it basically he he revealed the chain. The tiger was like, yeah, chain coat. And he, and he died, and that was the that was that. Um, pretty much then, uh, he he also made a he, he made a really good run with McMurrow uh, in the, like the second turn, I think it was. But um, he I think he copped a missile from the T drone, so he lost one wound. Managed to throw smoke and get like up to my link team, up to where the beacon was, and sort of just jumped out of the smoke, you know, like like Mark Murrow does, and yep. just like started to like lay chain rifles and grenades <laughs> on my entire link team. My entire link team responded by, I'm just going to shoot you with everything I have. <laughs> and like, it was like, you know, eight shots going back yep. at him, and he failed one of those armor saves. As and you're probably going to do at that point. Yeah, and, and died. Um, I think I lost pretty much the whole entire link team from that, but um, that was fine, because he was obviously a big threat. And then, um, yeah, basically then the game ended with me dropping a Cadmus down to clear the mines that I hadn't already cleared because the Speculus just been sitting there. So use the Cadmus's decoys. Oh, very nice. Because he goes down to decoys. Yep. So, you know, dropped him in. I think it's scattered, but I was still able to put uh, move the decoys into the right position to detonate two of the mines that were around the objective. Oh, nice. So after doing that, I was able to run... You know, Get the speculo, grab the beacon, run to run my back with it. run, run back with it, and then he just didn't have enough 
orders to really come you know chase me chase me down so, yeah so that that game ended um i think it was 6-1 in the very end. nice i think he had a he, he had a classified and i had i don't think i did my classified but i had yes i didn't have i didn't have it with my data tracker i didn't have it in my dz so yeah so just 6-1 so that so was a major it was a, it was a good game though really uh, really fun i haven't played dash that often so it's nice to come up against um that for a change yeah yeah i don't think we've got anyone in our local no we've had a few players that have tried it um yeah. like gone off and on, on and off it but not anyone who's dedicated to dash yeah. out yet so so round three was firefight mm-hmm. um and i was due to be playing pete one of our local um local people um who i actually played at burn city brawl um and so we um we decided to uh swap that well ben said that you know he would rather the sort of eastern status didn't play each other given there's only six of us um over there um yeah that was actually really nice of him to do yeah, that yeah, yeah it was the, yeah because um, i think after round one we would we would all have been playing each other i think we pretty much would yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh. yeah, actually that is the case i think i was meant to be playing pete round two as well i mm. think it turned out that we <laughs> we kind of matched up against each other twice um so we swapped that i should go back actually because one thing i didn't say about my uh, game two was that um maca ran a doggo up into my resail um into close combat with him mm-hmm. um so I thought, oh, this isn't going to end well. Um, so he he close combated, you know, I think they're CC twenty, um, yeah. And so I said, oh, stuff it. I'll I'll CC you back. So let's just make it a face to face roll. Just see how it goes. He rolled a one. I rolled a five. Oh no! <laughs> and then he failed his armor save. And so, um, yeah. So that that was kind of the uh, <laughs> the way his doggos went. Um, so back to to round three. Should have been playing Pete. We swapped it. Ended up playing Liam. Hmm. I think, as it turns out, playing Pete would have gone a lot better for me. I think. Yeah. Right. Um, so Liam was playing Varuna. Uh, the groans I hear already from the listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, the Kamau, the Kamau sniper did make an appearance and did dominate. But we were playing on a um, kind of a, a sort of a industrial table that almost felt like a bit of a almost repurposed Necromunda table. Okay. Yeah. Um. So lots of kind of multi levels. There were when it looked in quite dense initially, but then kind of when you get down to it, you realise that the the sort of the, the pillars that are supporting all of these walkways are quite see through, right? And so you can uh, you can quite easily, um, you know, the, basically most of the table can be seen from most of the rest of the table. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so pretty much the the way that game went was the um, the Kamau sniper did Kamau sniper things, mm-hmm. um, pretty much dominated me. I uh, I managed to get a couple of things out of panoplies um but that was about all i managed to do that game um liam played really well um it was a good game uh, he's he did say that he um he was kind of scared of the uh the hmg um succeal that wasn't an hmg until he kind of worked out hang on a minute that doesn't have a symbiote mate <laughs> uh, yeah because <laughs> the, okay. the tag yeah. doesn't have symbiote armor yeah um, right and so that kind of that does give it away somewhat so perhaps for future things i might do something that uh maybe i think is. it does depend on who you're up against because i didn't even know i wouldn't have even thought about that until you <laughs> just mentioned it so yeah. Oh, yeah um and so yeah so yeah great game but a uh, a very big win for liam okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so my my final game for the day was uh, Firefight, and this was probably the craziest game I have ever had. Um, this was against Jackie from New South Wales. Yeah, she was she's a great player. Foreign company, and I was like delighted to play against her because I had like 
haven't haven't had the pleasure yet, and uh, obviously I'd heard how how well she's been doing at, late, at recent tournaments. Yes, we played at Cancun. We yeah, had a really right. good game at Cancun. Yeah, yeah. So this was this was uh, yeah this was this was a nuts game. Um, I'll, I'll get into it. So she won the role, and we were playing on this table that was like um winter outpost table. So oh, had, you were like, on these, that one. I, these I saw big that table. Cliffs and these bunkers and stuff like that. And you know, we both said it was like okay, there's one really good side here if you're gonna bunker up. And, uh, and that's it so she won the roll and says like I'm going to pick this one <laughs> because she had like the link team of doom um, and was just going to park up in there and says come at me bro so she had so her list was like um, basically an orc core link so it was like an orc HMG orc fireback valkyrie and avicenna um, so they just put themselves in the bunker the fireback on the roof prone and just like basically covering the whole whole board uh, I think she had a croc, crocman mine layer, uh, a couple of zeros, uh, MSV2 sniper, brawler sniper, and a CSU. So I think it was, it was like 10 models, right? Uh, limited insertion. And I took the Sphinx list. Um, so it was, I was like, okay, shit. <laughs> I got a break. I've got, I, I've got to crack this core somehow because if I don't, I can't do anything. So um, yeah, so so sphinx was deployed on the on the flank in in a, in a marker state I, I put the speculo somewhere it didn't really do anything for this game because um it was hard to sort of put it put it anywhere that wasn't going to require a roll that yep. was going to be useful so i just kind of hit it and then hoped and then because i think i think uh i hit it and um it basically was like oh maybe i'll go get it, you know maybe i'll use it to raid a panoply later on or do a classified sure um yeah so i just yeah so i just ran the sphinx up in camel states um she was unlucky i think she failed a couple of the discover attempts to discover it um so i managed to get it pretty much all the way to to her deployment zone and still in a marker state um at which point um i was at the the, the edge of this cliff Spent another order on the on the camel marker and walked it up the cliff, and she was like, "This thing has climbing plus." And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes she it like, does." She was like, "Oh, this is bad." Um, <laughs> so walked up the cliff, um, did a did a you know sort of few shenanigans to try to like just to see like as little as possible to get as few arrows. Yep. Um, and uh, did this thing, which in hindsight is like, okay, so. So let's just say you're driving your car um, and it's like raining outside um, and it's like the visibility is not great and you're on the motorway and then suddenly like you look, you know, you look and like the person in front of you is like slammed on the anchors yep. and then you do this kind of like, oh shit. oh shit. And, but you manage to get like, you know, get out of it and you're fine and you're just kind of like dry, you continue driving and then like later on, you realize that was like a really, really close call and you mm-hmm. died. Yep. This is what happened in this game. <laughs> I I I moved the Sphinx up into line of fire of her fireback orc and Avicenna. Okay. Um now obviously she's in a they're in a they're in a core, so they elect, they elect to hold. So I reveal and I spent a lot of time figuring out what the best play is here. In the end I was like, I'm just gonna double heavy flamethrower both of them. Um, yeah, I think so that's just the, like the put the call. template on both of them. What do you want to do? So she and she then hummed and hard about it as well. She was like, "Oh, I could dodge, but you'll just do it again. Stuff it, I'll shoot you." So she's like shoots back with a fire back, and ever since has a flash pulse. Oh, she does. Yeah, what fifteen flash pulse? So I'm like, uh oh. 
So, like, I think the orc needed, like, two dice on eights, and the Avicenna needed two dice on elevens. And I was like, oh, boy, oh here we yeah. go. So, I think he she misses with both of the fireback shots. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. But then hits with one of the flash pulses. I'm like, okay. But I roll, I roll, and I pass the armor, the BTS, the BTS save. save. Yep. I'm like, phew. She then rolls her armor saves. Passes both armor saves to the fireback orc. Oh, shit. Or no, maybe one of the saves for the fireback orc and passes the other one. Yep. And then passes both saves for Avicenna. Oh, shit. Or maybe one. But basically, none of them die. Yep. And so basically, essentially, nothing's happened. Yep. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> so then I spent another order in the Sphinx, and I'm like, let's do this again, but this time I'm going to shoot you with my Spitfire. Okay. Two yep. and two. But two into you, two into the orc. And she's like, oh, cool. I'll just shoot you again with flash pulse and the and the, and the fire back. I win the face to face on both of them. Oh, both, both, both yeah, on each. Both of oh. them each. Yeah, fire back fails, fails, fails his armor save, goes unconscious. Avicenna fails her armor save, dies. Oh, At dear. this point, she's like, well, that's that's this is gonna suck now. Yeah. The rest of the game was. Then you know the Sphinx comes back down the side of the bunker, comes around the corner to have a look at the HMG for um, orc. I'm four dice on 14s, and she's two dice on. Not very good, four, probably. Uh, two, dice at that not, point. two dice are not great. I think yep. she might even have elected to dodge. I roll double 14. Oh, dear. Double crit. So the orc's down, and then, yeah, go around, kill the brawler. Um, and then, last order, come out, you know, knock down the door of the bunker, and shoot his her orc, who turned out to be her LT, and shoots that one dead as well. So, the only thing left in the, in the link team is Valkyrie. Yep. Um, I mean, turn. she's she's still well. Dangerous. That's what happens. Basically, what happens is she she start, starts her turn and lost, lost the lieutenant. Um, Valkyrie comes out swinging out the door with her axes and cuts the sinks in half, <laughs> just like happened in game two. Just thinks is just dead, just more than dead, just super yep, super yep, dead. So um, just this pile of yeah, Chasvasti stuff. Just and, that, that was it. And basically, that was the re- that was pretty much the rest of the game. Um, like she didn't have an awful lot more she could do. Uh, there was like she had some zeros that we, um, I think we rated. I think rated some panoplies. Um, I didn't have any specialists in this list, so she couldn't get the specialist one. I killed her LT. I killed Avicenna, who was a specialist. Um, I think some uh, tigers um, did some intuitive attacking on her zeros. Um, oh, nice. My speculo eventually, I think, got one of the classifies. I think it was like an extremist recovery. Or something like that, um, and I think that was it. Um, basically, um, ended the game. I can't remember what the end of the game. It was must have been like ten two or something like that. Ten one, nine oh, one, nine oh. one, nine one. Because I didn't have, I didn't get two classifieds. I only got one of the classifieds, and she got the other classifieds. So. Yeah, it was nine one, and that was the end of day one. It was, and then we uh, we had a good night out. Um, in Fremantle on Saturday night, we did. Yeah, it was it was an awesome. So it was James an awesome night, James Higgins um, organised a night for us uh, at the Beerporium in uh, in Fremantle. That's right. That yes. was a really nice little um, bar, sort of on the I think what they call the Cappuccino Strip in Fremantle. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. never, never been before, but uh, yep. So a bit like um, Ligon Street here in Melbourne, with lots of little Italian. Um, yeah, places, it was it was so. a, it was a nice place. I've been there a couple of times before, uh, but it was it was great to have a, a nice crew of people. Yeah, and some good beers and some good beers. Um, um, the food the food took a little bit longer than yes, because so, it's wood fired pizza. They had this wood fired pizza, and I think they could only do maybe one or two pizzas at a time. So when there was a group of us kind of all ordering pizza, it uh, it's going to take a 
a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we were there for for a good while, I think. We were, um, yes. Yeah, it was it was it was a great night. Um, a few of us, quite sort of came out. Went on to uh, um, just at the end of the night, went on to this little rum rum bar. Mm, yeah, that was really nice. They did that was some... a nice that was a nice spot. Yeah, I like that one. And then kind of we all because I, I should kind of preface that by saying that uh, to get to Fremantle, we all um, Uber pulled because Uber oh, yeah. pool was having this uh, dollar dollar Uber One pool dollar, um, thing. Yeah. So you know we kind of just um, had a bit of a a bit of a chat with the uh, the various people that we picked up on the way to Fremantle from South Perth. Um, or uh, between the sort of probably five different cars that we all went up getting. Yeah, in. I know. <laughs> oh yeah, there was like. Four of us and like and four of us in three different cars or six of us in three different cars. That was that was pretty that was pretty nuts. Yeah, it was, it was funny. It was good though because like it would have cost us like uh, thirty forty dollars. Oh, I think like uh, when a, I looked um, just before we got the Uber pool, I think it was quoting me about fifty five dollars to get yeah, to Fremantle. Right. So yeah, um, and then on the way home, similar, and we we Uber pulled and we only ended up getting one other like couple on the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. It took us like half an hour. I don't even point. remember getting home. So we may <laughs> have you, something else in our Well, you guys were doing those crazy shots, as I recall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Like, um, so my partner is in, uh, for, from the States. She's from New York uh, originally. Upstate New York. She'll be very quick to tell you that. Right. Yep. So not, no, from the, not, not from, from the, the city. city. Not from the city. She's from like... Uh, Buffalo yeah. or somewhere. Uh, like, well, she, went, she went to the University of Rochester. But, uh, oh, she's, oh, in she's the She's actually from, from Plattsburgh um, originally. So she's actually closer to... Montreal than she is to New York City, but um, when we were in New York a few years ago on a holiday, we discovered these shots called pickleback shots. Ah, yes, with uh, the little bit of pickle juice. Yeah, yeah, so it was like whiskey and pickle juice, uh, which we thought was like just bogging, but we tried it and it was amazing. They're amazing because it like <laughs> even the worst bourbon or the worst whiskey um, you could think of, it tastes pretty good when you wash it down with some pickle juice. Um, Everything tastes better with pickles. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, so, no, probably not. But. <laughs> we had a we had a we had a, we had a few rounds of those. Um, I should stress, we is um, Ryan, Kevin, Val. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Peter. Oh, did, did Pete have some too? Did he take some? Did he partake? I don't remember. See, I don't. I, I remember don't. Pete being there. I don't remember him having the the pickle. He may he may have looked at us like like just go. What what are you <laughs> drinking? Because I know everyone else in the pub was like, "What is that?" Yep. Because like for some reason they garnished it with like ham. <laughs> so you're like walking through this like rum bar with like a tray of like shots and some like what looks like a sideboard of like cheese and ham. And you're like, nah, it's these are this is just like the the, the you know the the wanky side of the shop. But um, no, that was good. It was a good night overall. Yes, and so uh, so Sunday morning, Sunday had two more games. The first game on Sunday was Safe Area. Yes, it was. So for Safe Area, I ended up playing against a guy called um, Beeves, who was the other. Um, gentleman who made the drive down from Geraldton. So uh, over the weekend, it turns out that I played both uh, both of them. Oh, so, there was there was just the two of them, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, just the two from from Geraldton. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's that many people in Geraldton. Uh, actually, talking <laughs> to Macca playing um, on day day one, um, he was saying that they kind of live about 100 meters from each other, and they play each other at his house, or I think one of them's house got a permanent setup in the garage of the table or something and so they can just kind of you know they get to know each other really well so oh, it's nice to, to be able to play sort of yeah. other armies and things that they don't play <laughs> well it's, it's good to see that there's a you know it's a small community but at least they're they're that's playing right. regularly and they're 100%. coming down to these big events so that's that's, that's yeah. excellent yeah. yeah it'd be like people coming from i guess bendigo or ballarat i'm not even i mean that's not even that far no not really not for our when you compare it to yeah. what's in wa yeah but yes, so safe area. Um, he was playing Shaz. Um, 
So mm. I was expecting all kinds of, of shenanigans. Yep. Um, and to be honest, there weren't that many hidden shenanigans. So I um, I think I ended up going first. Um, and I moved up um, trying to coordinate an order sensor with my checksers. So I kind of, I, I sort of spent one order um, one coordinated order kind of moving them upfield because mm-hmm. I managed to have them all out of line of sight of anything he had up for ARO and then I kind of moved them up with another order to, to sensor um, nothing right, okay. <laughs> managed to make, make the you know, make the week roll um, nothing no so I thought okay I wonder what's going on here um, but as it turns out he had tigers that could dodge roll for days yeah right um, so basically I think I spent like four orders trying to kill two tigers and managed to fail to do so. And by oh, that point, no. they dodged eight inches, both had dodged eight inches up the field. And so I was like, yeah, this, this game isn't going to go well, is it? And mm. as it turned out, it, it really didn't. Um, so his tigers kind of ended up being a real massive kind of order sink for me to just try and deal with them um, because obviously I have the chain cult. Yeah, yeah um, you can't let them get too close. Yeah, um, so they, they sort of locked down a few of my things that I really didn't want to... Uh, to kind of have to deal with mm-hmm. um, the chain cults. Um, and so my first turn was pretty much spent trying to deal with them and failing. Um, he then managed to um, berserk a, a tiger into one of my dudes, and I think it was one of my McCalls. Um, so it died, but so did the McCall. Yeah. Um, and then I just I just couldn't get anything done. It was one of those games where every, every one of my roles was just that little bit higher than I needed and every one of his roles seemed to be just that little bit under what he needed and it's just one of those games where um for for shooting should I say not just uh, not for armor saves yeah yeah um, yeah of course yeah uh, no so, I mean I I I feel the pain with uh, tigers uh, opposite way the amount of times I've like oh, I'm dodging on 16s oh there's a 17 oh, well, <laughs> okay sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know. they, they're one of those things they they kind of either work super well or they do nothing and, yeah that's yeah. right um, yeah. and it just happened they worked super well for him so I think it ended up being a 10-2 win um for him uh, again really great game have zero complaints about the way he or I played. Yeah, I think we both played it fairly well. It just so happened that you know he had he had the better dice on the day. Yeah, yeah right. That's a great game. What was his name again? Sorry, uh, Beeves. Um, I think his right. name is actually Andrew, uh, but right. it goes by everybody calls him Beeves. So okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my game four was the big one for me because uh, this was I think it was top table. Uh, yeah, it must have been because uh, it was against Trent, who eventually took the event. Um, he, he won it in the end. Uh, so yeah, round four safe area. He was running invincible army, and I think yeah, funny actually because the night before when we we're in the pub, uh, we're having a, you know having a chat about you know what's going to happen or who's version who because I think the the draw went up. Uh, yes, that night, I think so it did. We kind yeah. of knew who we were playing, and Trent wasn't out that night. I seem to remember. No, he wasn't. Uh, but Ben was, and yes. Ben was like, "Kev, just just to let you know, you win the roll." Go first. I was like, really? In safe area? He's like, Trent likes to alpha strike. He will, if he wins, he'll go first. I'm like, really? He really? He's like, trust me, he will. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then, yeah, sure enough, he won the role. He said he'll go first. And um, he, so his list, and it's, you've, it's, it's, he's already posted a write up on the, on Facebook and the forums, but um, basically it was a, for those who haven't read that yet, it was a Zanshi core with a high down multi sniper, as you'd expect. A TR bot, a Harris of Taisheng, a Zuyong, 
tactical awareness dude and a hideout killer hacker. So the kind of nice. killer hacker is real good because it pairs with the deflector level two of the other Zuyong. Oh yes. So yeah. he's just like an unstoppable hacking machine, like killer hacking machine. And then he had, um, I think you know, he had some order monkeys, some 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 uh, some bots, and that was pretty. Oh, and a, and a Rushi. Hey, was he running a limited insertion? No, it wasn't, it was, was it? No, it was like a, 13 orders, yeah. but because of um, Lieutenant Level oh, and, and obviously the Daoying Lieutenant Level 2, it was like 13 or 14 orders, but because of the Lieutenant Level 2 and TAC awareness, oh, it yeah, ended yeah, up in like would, 17 orders. Yeah, so they can do that super he had well. had a lot of orders, um, and I sort of saw that and was like, right, well, I'm going to dock your second combat group because that's the the one where the Harris was in it, the Taisheng Harris. So I thought, oh, I want that one because that's your you're probably going to have the most amount of punch. The Rushi was in group one. So it was either like dock the Rushi or dock the it, Harris. It, the lesser of, yeah, which is the There was not worst. really yep. a right answer there, I guess, but I went for the Harris. And uh, yeah, he, he he pushed pretty hard turn one. Did, did a bit of damage. I managed to kill his Rushi in a row um, just from placement, really. He, he, he moved up maybe possibly too close to some things, trying to kill Icadrons, you know, trying to, you know, trying to kill things while staying out of hacking range yep. without Victor. And trying to stay out of chain coat range. Yeah, I suppose as an invincible army, you've always got to be worried about that hacking. That was right. So he was sort of like, you know, rocking a hard place. But uh, the Rushi went down. Um, then in my turn, I did some uh, white noise shenanigans. Um, basically, sacrificed one of my Nox troopers to kill his hideout. You know, put nice. Up, yeah, moved the Nicodron up. Um, used his repeater to put in white noise. Then moved one of my Nox troopers out of the white noise zone to generate an ARO from the hideout. Ah, uh, yes. And then yep. five dice Sheskin into the hideout, killed the hideout. And then, uh, so did that, killed the TR bot, moved the link. Oh, no, I didn't actually move the link up. I moved just Sheskin up by herself to try to take out his Harris. Um, I could only really see the hideout. I wanted to try and get rid of that. Tried yep. to kill the hideout. He, I think he tanked an armor save and went prone. Then I just basically finished my turn by... Um, Finished my turn by uh, putting Jeskin into suppressive fire. fire. Um, so yeah, did that, um, and then his second turn was move up his Harris, killed Jeskin. It did take him like seven orders to do this. <laughs> uh, just, just bad. Just like it was an epic fight. It was yep. an epic, epic yeah, struggle. Yeah. It was like his his like five sort of matrix dice. dodging and yeah, and, it was yeah. like his four dice versus my three dice, and it was just like bang, 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 bang. Nothing's happening. I was tanking armor saves like a like a champ with Sheskin. Don't know how, but <laughs> I was doing it. Uh, eventually, took her down. Then he moved up, killed the killed killed Victor Messer, um, and then sort of positioned the rest of his like Harris sort of you know just to stop me from moving out. Um, I did move out. Um, obviously Nox have, have zappers so that kind of I managed to isolate and mobilize his hideout oh nice um, I revealed a Caliban who is now the, who is now my lieutenant um, who ran into base conduct with Tai Sheng killed Tai Sheng I think I killed a Zuyong as well uh, maybe in turn three but basically there was like a melee in the middle with the Caliban just like <laughs> moving prone cutting just fools like, just like cutting just cutting people up with his, uh, with his, with his sword um, and then his, his his last turn was like um, basically, I think he tried to kill the Caliban, but couldn't because he was in base contact. He basically just moved a bunch of stuff so that it was going to um, secure zones from. Um, so he he basically ended his third turn up with three zones, and I had just the one. Um, and then I, yeah, I sort of was like, oh, okay, you know, I still could do this, but I needed to be really careful with where I spend my orders. 
and this is where I, I made I made a made a bit of a mistake and didn't really realize it until after. But I think I had like four or five orders left. Maybe it's four orders in the lieutenant order. So I used a lieutenant order to kill his remaining Zuyong with the Caliban, um, which which at that time actually secured me that quadrant. Yep. But um, I spent another order in the Caliban to also kill his um, to kill his M drone. Um, and by killing his M drone, it only left me like three orders or two orders, three or two, two or three orders. Yeah, three orders to secure other quadrants. So at this point, so it's always going to be pretty tough. So I had like one. I still had. I had one quadrant, and he had uh, two. Um, so I moved my. Uh, so what I should have done was not kill the M drone, and basically run my Ikadron from my deployment zone across like three orders to get across the halfway line. Oh, into his zone, yep. and then spend the last order to move my shrouded from the center line into his half of the deployment zone, which would have outscored his Zanshi core, yeah, yep. what was left of it, I think. But I, because I shot that M drone, I didn't have enough orders. So of I course, had enough yeah. orders, but the Anika drone into my quadrant, and that was pretty much it. So it ended up being we had a draw, but because I think he had his classifieds and his liaison officer was still alive. He was he was he was able to get the uh, get the win, yeah. get the, the the I think it's a minor win um, over, over over me. Uh, but it was it was a solid game. Like it was a really really fun game, um, really close. Um, and that uh, that hideout killer hacker is a scary piece. So yeah, ended six three. No, that's yeah. still yeah, still no, pretty great. good. No, it's great. It was, it was probably uh, one of my favorite games of the of the weekend. So anyway, into the final round. Yes, unmasking. Yeah, Ben being the. Uh, the sadist that he is, yeah. uh, unmasking the last game of a five-game tournament. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just a big brain time. Yeah, yep. So I ended up playing against a, a local Perth guy called Jared, um, who was playing Morat. He was playing a, a Morat list that I kind of hadn't come across before. He had um, two of the the dudes with. I, I've got to admit, I, the names of the units are going to completely escape me because I haven't played against Morats that often. Mm, yeah, um, neither have I. No. End up being two of the two of the dudes with auto cannons. He had as ARO pieces. Um, that'll be the Karagat that's the stuff yeah um, and then he had a um, a Gaki uh, just one like you know, the um, Hungary's control device yeah. dudes um, and uh, a couple of um, sort of order order dudes in the link with the uh, the Kurgats. Um and then it was just it was one of those games I, it was, I managed to get in um, got the console my first turn, um, guessed the correct HVT. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's like as soon as you get that right, right one, it's such a pressure off you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I managed to kill the his um, HVT with a, a flamer. He managed, he didn't dodge, um, took the flame. Um, I probably made a bit of a mistake at that point by not uh, sort of setting up a bit more of a defensive position for myself. I think I, I sort of I got a bit hungry and tried to go for other consoles, mm-hmm. um, and then left myself with not enough orders to really do much with them, with it. Um, and so I I kind of left myself quite open in at the end of my first turn because I went first, um, and then his first turn he he managed to take out a couple of my pieces that I'd sort of left out pissing in the wind, which was not <laughs> not my greatest plan yep um uh he guessed he got two consoles guessed right for the second the second time he guessed wrong with the first one uh because i'd done a bit of a 
um, a bit of mind games by putting um, a couple of mines next to sort of my one of my decoy HVTs, who was actually probably the sort of most hidden. Oh, um, yeah, I, yeah. I sort of made Just it. I really tried to like, do a bit yeah, of yeah. bit of mind games with that one, um, and so he guessed that one because. To be fair, I would have if I was in his position, I would have guessed the Definitely, same one. Definitely, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, <laughs> um, nice one. And so that that was kind of nice. Took him a couple of extra orders to then go to another console, guess the right one. Um, he then sort of had still had the the Kurgats looking over a lot of the board, kind of locked me down to my second turn. Um, I spent orders trying to get rid of them and not doing very well at doing it. So I kind so of were they linked? They yes. must have been linked, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And were they a, a Harris or a Colt? I I think it was just a just a Harris. Okay. Yeah. Um, but two, even two so, of them in the same Harris. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a it was a really interesting, and they were both up on the same building. The building mm. was, um, not not massively wide, but it was wide enough that they could kind of be separate from each other without being in blast template range. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, it was sort of going out to see them. It was really hard to only be able to see one of them. Um. Yeah, you slicing the pie to only see one was quite difficult. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, so, they're, I think they're only BS eleven, but it's just kind of one of those. It's still, like, it still <laughs> is like if you get hit by it, you're dead. Yeah, 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 kind of things. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of. It was one of those where either I was winning the face to face rolls, he was passing the armor saves, or he was mm. winning the face to face rolls, I was passing the armor save. Yeah. yeah. It it just not much happened in turn two, and then turn three, um, I kind of had to make a bit of a run for it. I managed to kill two of his three decoys mm-hmm. um try and set myself up to guard my um my last decoy that sort of would have won in the game basically for win- for getting more mm-hmm. um and so I, I kind of got that and then i i thought i'd had myself in a reasonable position to do so um and then it just came down to basically the last order of the game he kind of had just one play to uh, so second last order of the game should i say second last order of the game he I had the option to either shoot him, um, shoot the guy that he was coming around ready to kill my HVT, um, or kind of dodging to keep my data tracker alive. Right, okay. Um, and I thought that dodging to keep my data tracker alive was probably best, and that was the only thing that was then able to stop him, would have been able to stop him then going after and killing my, my last HVT. Yeah, yeah. So it ends up being a minor, minor win to him. All oh, right. So, did he kill the? Did he, he did, kill your data yeah. tracker? So yeah. You, you, no, no, he no, didn't kill my data tracker. Right. Okay. But he killed my um, designated target. Killed, killed so my designated target and the decoys. And the de- and the both decoys. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you killed his designated target, but not the decoys. I to kill. I think I killed one decoy. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he ended up with the consoles at the end of the game too. So. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a close. Uh, it can be a very close game. That unmasking. Um. So my last game was against Carl. So he um he's a uh he's a pretty um consistently top uh, player in WA and he was running uh, OSS um in on masking and uh, he he was a, a limited insertion list so he had a Marut and, oh, okay. and a, a Dakini core just the one Marut though just the one Marut <laughs> yeah so Dakini's uh, Dakini core uh, Marut and um a couple of, uh proc uh, and the usual proxies yes, and like yeah. assault hacker proxy um the no no it was only so two, was say only not two, the sniper so no not the sniper the, it was the, it was the yeah it was the a hacker proxy an engineer and a dash use killer hacker i think it was so okay. it may, may have only had two proxies in that one i can't quite remember now top of my head um so that's this was a really um intense game actually 
Uh, I think he won the roll and chose to go first. Uh, so I just tried to set up as defensively as I could with the, the Sheskin core and the T-Drone. Um, I rolled for my Speculo um, because he had placed his Dakinis in a kind of nice little mine line. Right, yep. Um, so I managed to roll it, uh, got the mine down, basically oh, nice. to hit all but one of his Dakinis. Um, so that was his first puzzle he had to unpick. Because basically wherever he would come at it almost, it would detonate on the yep. Dakinis. So in the end he moved his Marut. Well, he moved his Marut first to kill my T-Drone so he could move it out to where he needed to go. Managed to do that and successfully in one order. Um, <laughs> or it might have been two orders, but basically, yeah. Not not too, yep. not, it didn't take too long for him to get rid of it. Uh, and moved the Marut around to um, to basically tank the mine um, in the direction that it would not hit the Dakinis. Yes. Um, the, the mine went off and he failed his armor save. Oh, dear. Um, so they, uh, one, At least, yeah, it's the Marut, so at least it's not dead. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He was just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, and then he uh, he proceeded to reveal my speculo because his um, other reserve, apart from the Marut, was his uh, Shukra consultant. Oh, okay. Uh, one with yes. biometric visor level two. Oh, very so nice. So he just plonk, plonked that next to my speculo and then just promptly revealed it. Hello. Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, so I just did my usual thing. I'll just die in place of mine. <laughs> so then he has to be like, oh, now I've got to deal with that. Um, I think he did. He did deal with it. Oh, he yeah, he dealt with it in a very um, creative way, which I must say is is good when you've got remotes, which are shock immune. He was just like, I'm just going to move this Dakini HMG into line of fire the the mine, and then move it back. Um, yep, took the mine, uh, took took the wound, went unconscious. Then he just activated the proxy engineer that was right next got to it, it back up. got back up again, and just carried on the rest of his day. So that was um, so that was good. He um, I think he. He did he. I don't think he managed to push a button in turn one. He tried to. He made. Oh yeah. He he tried. He made a run with his proxy assault hacker, um, who revealed, and uh, to push one of the buttons, um. But I had a. Oh no! How no! I did that. Yeah. So I had. He pushed the button, and maybe that was not until turn two though. But he moved. Yeah, he moved. He moved one of those things to push a button, and I had my uh, shrouded assault hacker. Uh, okay. Was, and the way it was, the way he kind of came at it, that meant that it was still within range. So it was like he he moved it, but he moved it in a kind of funny way. So if he just ran straight towards the button in the most direct route possible, he would have avoided being hacked by my oh. assault hacker. But <laughs> because he kind of came straight, he came straight, and then and I think he changed his mind and went off in another direction. It put him into the zone of control of my oh trade, dear yeah that's unfortunate who revealed and oblivioned him and he passed the, he basically failed the armor he failed the BTS role no, and, when so a, he when, got... and when a proxy gets isolated he's basically just turned off yeah so he just sits there and can't even arrow no that's right so that was that that was him taken care of and um, uh, yeah that was pretty much it um, my turn I think I move um, move the shrouded up to push the button um, push the button pick the right designate pick the designated target first up and then just go right stuff it um Sheskin's my data tracker Sheskin's gonna leave the link team and just run just off run by herself <laughs> run up by herself spent like several orders to get to the side of the board and just shot the designated target and i was like cool that's it that's five points um then in his turn he he did the same pretty much he he i think he pushed a button picked the wrong one and then moved his dashu's killer hacker up to push another button got the right one. Oh no it was a csu got the right one and then moved his Marut down. Uh, he was obviously his data, data tracker. Yeah. Shot my designated target. 
And then he he made a mistake here, and he he, he realized after he'd done it, um, where he was like he was like, oh, okay, so I have like I like two camera markers in my deployment zone, which are obviously my mentor, um, and he was like, okay, he was like that'll be my lieutenant. So he moved the Marut around to try and discover my mentor. Um, but he'd obviously forgotten in my first turn, I'd said I'm spending Sheskin's lieutenant order to continue moving. So, <laughs> you know, he'd obviously, he's moving yeah, around yeah. to try and kill my mentor. Forgetting that. Forgetting yeah. that it, it, it can't have been. Um, and my mentor reveals and shoots him with a boarding shotgun. He okay. fluffs his um, his um, his to hit rolls. Oh wow! Just, just whiffs them. I think I, I think I needed like a fifth. I, I would need like a fifteen, and I rolled like fourteen. Ooh. And then he needed like he needed like a twelves or something like that. And failed them all. And failed them all. Oh dear! Or basically didn't crit. Like yeah. Um, and then lost a wound, and then he tried it again, and failed again, and oh, lost the God. second, lost the third wound, and went so down went, unconscious. Oh God. Um, that's uh, that's harsh. Yeah, um, actually, the first time he lost the wound, it was actually mostly a mistake. He moved, moved, thinking that the, just thinking that he, I wouldn't reveal, or thinking that that was an ambush camel. I was like, I'll reveal and shoot you. So actually, the first one was unopposed, and he failed the armor save. Oh, okay. The second one was opposed, but he, yep, he so I rolled he, a fourteen to hit, and he just didn't hit with anything. So that was unfortunate. So the route went down, um, and then sort of basically my final turn was move up. Um, I think I moved up with a Caliban push to push the push a button, reveal a decoy, shoot the decoy. So I had like we basically were both equal now. We both had yep. I think one uh, decoy and and the uh, right target and the right target. Um, but I had pushed two buttons and he'd pushed two buttons, but I pushed them later. <laughs> I pushed them later. Yeah. Yep. So he had like one and I had two buttons, um, and then I think I made a push and pushed the third button. And then in his last turn, he he basically couldn't. He needed to do too many things to, to try to win. He would need yep. to like kill my... Oh, I also I killed his data tracker. So he, he would need to try to kill my data tracker, push a button, and reveal the last decoy. Yep. So he couldn't do all those things. And, and I think in the confusion of the last round and everything, he tried to do all three at once and wasn't able to do any of them. Yeah. Um. So I think yep. it ended... Um. I think it was a minor victory to me. Uh, it was eight five. Yep. So yeah, yep, yeah. So uh, a very close game. A really, really great end to the end to the weekend. Uh, Carl was a Carl was an awesome guy. Um, he was uh, he's he he has he has a great brain on him. Um, you know, he sort of uh, how he explains how how things how the decisions he's making. Um, uh, so it was really great to sort of watch him play. Um, but I think. I know I myself was pretty cooked by the end of it, so I think yeah, he was as well. I think we all were. We're all sort of making sort of little, little mistakes, um, but yeah, no, fantastic, uh, fantastic end uh, to the weekend. So that was it. Five games. Um, where did you finish in overall? Uh, finished twentieth. Twentieth. Yeah. So not not where I would have liked to have been, but really, again, I play the game for fun. If I win, I win. If I don't, I'm quite well, happy. Given I think you hadn't played a you hadn't played much at all really since Burn City Brawl. That's in September, right. Yeah. So this was kind of like you're back into it, and uh, yeah, I was. Um, I think I ended up second, which I was super surprised at. <laughs> um, never ended up that high before in an event, so that was great. And um, however, I did. Um, managed to get joint best sports for the weekend. You did, yeah, yourself and Jackie, Jackie and Chris Polly. Right, yeah, so, so, it, was, so it, was it was a three-way a, tie. It was everyone was just sports. super nice, yes. yeah, super happy fun friends yes. that weekend and we were all just yeah, it was great. So yeah, so as we uh, as we alluded to earlier, so the Victorians are first in fun. 
Yes, we are. But not always last in points. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, yeah. We've been joking in our little um, our little sort of Melbourne chat group that our CanCon shirts this year are going to say first in fun on them. That's it. I think so. I think that that, that, that describes our area community pretty well. Um, and then I guess um, uh, to finish off, uh, huge thanks to Ben and the WA guys for running such an awesome event. Absolutely, yes. Uh, we'll definitely be back next year. Um, hopefully bigger and better. And I um, think some of the guys yeah. that um, sort of we play with over here um, sort of from listening to our kind of what we said about the event said that they were sort of they wish they could have made it so hopefully next year they can kind of arrange themselves to uh to be over there yeah i mean it's so not I, a, I i really i plan to be back if i can yeah it's it's not a, it's not a, uh, the cheapest event for us because Certainly. it is like a 400 hundred dollar flight or something um, depending when you well when you get it but it can be quite an expensive flight but uh, i think between the airbnb and the hospitality and how, like how cheap everything else really was i think for the event it was you know between the one dollar uber pools that's right and like <laughs> the the closeness of the airbnb to the event i think uh, it was well worth the, the money spent on the weekend and of course those guys came come all the way over here so it's only fair that we repay the favor every now and again yep. and, and uh, head over there so um yeah and then the sunday night we just uh i think some of us flew back but i know you you were there for a few more days yeah we after. Um, so sunday night because um, my wife has family over in wa so we went and mm. did a bit of family things on sunday night monday was kind of a day to ourselves and tuesday we had a bit of a morning in Fremantle before heading back to the airport and heading back over to melbourne yeah, back over to sunny, not so sunny Melbourne. Not so sunny Melbourne. No, no, it was and it was beautiful weather there in WA yeah, as well. Yeah, I think it was kind of twenty eight or twenty nine degrees, or maybe even a bit more oh, on the Tuesday that we it left. Was, it was and it, I think it worked. I think it, fourteen when we landed back in Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's it. If there's anything else you want to chat about? Um, um, no, I think we uh, we've kind of covered everything that we wanted to for for the the two kind of tournament roundups that we were doing for this yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just like getting really tired just having to have to like talk about it. Like my brain's like brah, fried after that. But so thank So hopefully that was uh, useful to people who listened. Uh, we didn't, hopefully we didn't rush through too much of it or, or go into too much detail and bore the crap out of you. But uh, yeah, if you have any feedback, on this kind of on what we just discussed uh, feel free to shout, hit us up on facebook or send us an email yes, um, please please tell us where we went wrong yeah we always yeah, happy yeah. To also it. yes if, you, if there wasn't enough information or uh yeah, yeah in, in so after yeah we went to such low tier tournaments after all <laughs> yeah no well you know that's it it's, uh, we play for fun uh we're, we're not playing for sheep stations uh, over right. here so uh in any any event big or small is 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 worth the same worth the same to us anyway um okay well that'll be that'll be about it then for this exciting episode so john uh thanks very much for letting me come over and record in your house and uh, anytime i'm gonna gonna get the hell out of here and drive back yes uh all right so you've been listening to the lost lieutenant i was kevin i'm john good night